This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries, official sponsor of Faction 46 and Nice Motorsports Truck Series teams. Forney offers versatile welding and plasma cutting machines, along with a full line of metalworking accessories for beginners, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals. Forney has everything you need for your next metalworking project. Shop for these top-of-the-line products at ForneyIND.com, that's F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Before history is written, Played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's your boy, Darian Gilliam, a.k.a. Black Flags Matter, back for another edition of the famous NASCAR Weekly Podcast on BFM. Already have over 200 watching, and we just started. Make sure to lick the like button. Really appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. Uh, We have our usual panel consisting of Eric Estep, the famous Iceberg, and Danny B. Talks. But gentlemen, let's get right into it. The famous hot take segment. Uh... Let me see who goes first. Who goes first? Oh, yeah, Eric. Yes, Eric, ease up. Yes, buddy, you go first. What is your hot take for this weekend? Well, real quick, first and foremost, we have to acknowledge the the TV star we have in the room. Congrats on that <laughs> no, featured spot, we Darian. Have, we didn't have to acknowledge I know. That. Yeah, no, we you did. Didn't wanna, no, you didn't want to embarrass yourself, but I'm going to embarrass you for you. Um, but congrats you. on that. That was a really cool segment. It was really awesome to yes. see. Thank you very much. And that kind of segues into my hot take. Uh, that wasn't the only thing Fox did this weekend that I actually 
liked that I actually appreciated. We give Fox a hard time. And a lot of time it's very much deserving the way they stagger their commercial breaks was a headache early in the season. The broadcast booth has been very hit or miss, but there's a few changes this weekend that I wanted to spotlight because we complain about Fox every single week. I wanted to highlight some good things they did this week. For one, the new yellow and like green flag, you know, tracker on the top. They've been doing this for a couple of weeks. I think that's actually a pretty cool change. And it came in handy during the Xfinity race when it was yellow, 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 yellow. It really broke things down for you. Um, the small cameras inside the driver's helmets. I do want to give them a shout out for that because they updated the, uh, the blurred out dashboard. They've really improved on that throughout the year. And I think that's great. And lastly, the uh, green light that they showed on the bottom of the screen on the final lap at a super speedway in case a caution came out the audience would know when the field was frozen i do appreciate these fine details there's still a lot of issues with fox that they deserve to be criticized for but i do want to highlight some of the good things they have done the past few weeks anyway that's it that's my hot take danny how are you feeling on this fine wednesday night my hot take for this week is actually directed to the man who wrecked trying to go for the win in the xfinity race Parker Clickerman. We saw him get over aggressive at Daytona back earlier this year and ultimately ended up uh, ruining someone's day and and think with Jeffrey Earnhardt. And then we saw that 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 move at the end. Yeah, you're going to go for the win. But he was literally banging off Austin Hill and the other car in front of him. There was really no sense to do like that. But yet he ended up putting himself in a position that ultimately saw himself get spun out and continued to wreck other cars at the end of that race. Uh, I, I just think at this point, I've heard Parker Claiborne call out too many other drivers in the past to still be making this many mistakes for how long he's been in the sport at this point. Parker, I'm sorry, man. You got to improve a little bit when you're on these big tracks like that. <laughs> well, my hot take is kind of going to be uh, on the edge a little bit and a little different than what I usually do. I'm going to go with a, a hot take in the sense of a prediction. Um, so I could be proven right, uh, within a week or I could be proven very wrong, uh, but I'm going to say this, uh, with the fact that there will be no stages this weekend, uh, in the sense of stage breaks, uh, I think my hot take is that this race will end out or be in the last five laps, a fuel mileage or strategy race. I think that a long drawn out road course like this that is so big and they get so spread out that it lends itself to, uh, you know, if not many cautions because single car spins or or crashes or in general can be out of the way. It takes a lot to bring a caution out at Circuit of the Americas. And I so I think within the last five to maybe six, seven, ten laps, ten laps is actually a lot. So I'll say five laps or so, we're going to have either a strategy race based on tire strategy or we're going to have a fuel mileage race at the end of the race and somebody will run out of gas one way or another. I think we're going to have a finish. We're not used to seeing anymore, but something that is quintessentially a road course finish. I think there's a better chance of fuel mileage than tires, just knowing Coda, but I, I, I think it'd be a breath of fresh air if that happened, Jared. So I hope your hot take comes true, at least to some degree. Me too. Hey, good, good one. But I think, I think I have the winner. You'll see why. Winner by unanimous decision and the new super speedway champion of the world, Austin, the real deal Hill. That's right. Amazing start to the season. He is already, he has already um, uh, established himself, not only as a proven championship contender thus far, in my opinion, but um, he is now officially the new super speedway king of the world. 
this guy <laughs> is going to be a nuisance once he gets um, in um, in a full-time cup opportunity on the super speedways. So much of a nuisance that I firmly believe he will become a much better super speedway racer than Dale Earnhardt Jr. ever thought about oh me my in his God. Cup Series career. And I, yeah, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Uh, and I will even go as far as to say I wouldn't be surprised if he someday scratches the surface of the late, great Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s Super Speedway records. That's right, Austin, the real deal, Super Speedway <laughs> champion Hill. And he's going to take over the three car, right? Hey, 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 why not? Why not, man? He might just break his records. Might as well. I'm going to urge well. the chat in voting to see through the BS of these politics the here. The poll is of up. This politicking up. for it. <laughs> I, so I was fully prepared to say Danny had the hottest take because I didn't think that wreck was all on Kligerman. I thought I thought oh. Daniel Hemrick was in an awkward spot as well. But no, I think, I think Darian, I mean, but, but, he's but won three. He's won three races uh, this year already, Two, both super speeds. Austin Hill's a great plate racer, but, man. Hey, remember a... the races he won last year, though. Also but, some more super yeah. speedway. By the way, I, I told this in the chat. My, mine's more bait than it is anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyways, hey, we got over 300 watching. Thank you so much. Look the like button, everybody. But while you guys vote on the poll on who had the hottest take, um, already have a clear cut winner, I believe. I, <laughs> yeah, I really. Austin I, Hill I will be so. the next Dale Senior. What a take! <laughs> I can't wait for it to be no, used out of context. No, wa- watching twenty forty. That, that's not even out of context. That's what you just said. <laughs> watching twenty forty. This this man will actually have like five cup uh, championships and like uh, eighty wins. And yeah, we'll Darian's see. joke I, take is the greatest prediction ever. But uh, remember, I said I said he would be a better super speedway racer. I didn't talk he about said nothing about championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how many wins how many wins did senior end up with at super speedways? It was uh, ridiculous. It was ridic- alone. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was like it's like eighteen or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Something crazy. Especially uh, at freaking Daytona. Oh man. But oh, hey, it's a hot take for a reason. Sorry, Milton Valenzuela said Darian looks like he escaped NASCAR jail with that hoodie on. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. I was supposed to wear this at the Tennessee Vols game, but it's not the uh, bright shaded orange, so my bad. That's like, 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 like Hunter Orange. I look like the character from South Park, right? What's his name? Kenny. The uh... Yeah, Kitty. Yes, I look like Kitty. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But anyways, it is cold, so that's why I'm wearing this, and I don't want to have my heating bill go up. But anyways, let's get right into it. Atlanta, Atlanta happened. Me and Danny, we were at the uh, we, um, we, we were at we the were racetrack. At, we were at Cold Atlanta, not hot yeah. Atlanta. Cold. Oh Lana. yeah, it was cold. Oh my gosh, that was whoa, that was one of the coldest race weekends I've oh, ever uh, been to. Yes, any good questions just... there, Darian? Excuse me. You asking any good questions out there? T- I... t- 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 tell us about the questions you asked. Oh gosh, the question. No, we can talk to us about the questions you asked. We we can just jump into the race. We can jump into the race. We'll jump into the race. I know what y'all are doing. Traffic. (laughs) Oh man, but let's start off. I mean, if if, uh, if you know, you know. Darian sitting there, wide eyes, looking like old mittens, the NASCAR cat at the moment, (laughs) (laughs) thrown out in traffic. Real ones know what I'm talking about. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyways, hey. The Atlanta race happened for the uh, Cup Series, fifth race of the season. Joey Logano finally wins, not only for the first time at Atlanta Super Speedway, but for the first time in a non-Penzoil-sponsored car at Team Penske. This is crazy. I didn't know that. I was like, wow, all these sponsors he's had over the years, and he didn't win a single race? That's pretty cool. And then Brad Keselowski, man, he looks like – that team looks – 
they're on the comeback trail, it looks like. He's looking very fast. Eric, I'm going to start off with you, though. What were your thoughts on I, the Atlanta race? I thought you were wearing the orange uh, to, in honor of Brad Keselowski's nearly heroic run in that orange <laughs> Ford Mustang. Uh, no, I agree with you. Brad Keselowski to me was the show in those closing laps. Uh, you know, the first half of this race, certainly stage two was very dry. Not a lot going on. Very single file, very, very unsteady on that inside lane. So everyone kind of just rode the middle, rode the top. But those last, I don't remember how many laps there. I think it was about 44 laps of the race ran clean and green, very competitive, two lanes, sometimes three lanes. And Brad Keselowski with his spotter, TJ Majors, uh, were putting on a clinic up front, blocking both lanes. It, it looked like Talladega out there where you typically have the space to move from top to bottom, the stability to change lanes, middle of the corner. They were doing this at Atlanta where all weekend long we saw cars, trucks spinning out all by themselves. The cup cars certainly looked a little more planted than the Xfinity cars did the day before, but we saw a couple of cup cars spin out in qualifying. So they still weren't, you know, they were on edge. And Brad Keselowski blocking the field, running so well, out by himself. That's the thing that stood out to me is he had three Penske Fords lined up on the inside and three Toyotas lined up on the outside. He's out there with no teammate help, leading all those laps, contending until the very last lap. I know he didn't pull off the final block. It looked like he had Logano stopped and then it kind of just didn't commit to the top and Logano got outside of him. But until that moment, Brad Keselowski ran a phenomenal race. And uh, yeah, I mean, congrats to Joey Logano. We'll talk about him. But Brad Keselowski stood out, stood out to me because He's had top 10 or top five speed at every race this year. He's currently, I think, fifth in the regular season points. Like playoffs now seem very attainable. He might win a race before the playoffs begin. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a matter of if to me at this point. It's a matter of when. Just him and that 17 uh, before he was involved in the uh, in the uh, massive big one there. But uh, Danny, what were your thoughts there? We were actually there this weekend. Yeah, overall, I mean, I think it produced about the same show that we were expecting after last year. Um, definitely the cup guys clean it up a lot more than the Xfinity series. That's for sure. And overall, I didn't get a chance to talk to as many of the fans who were in the stands at this one, but I know last year, the overall vibe was that a lot of people who have been going to Atlanta in recent years enjoyed the super speedway style show. I would assume there's still a, there's still a, probably a really good amount of people who went that did enjoy the race. So uh, at first we were kind of worried about how the crowd was looking, but me, me and Darian both noticed uh, after national anthem, things filled in a little bit. We was like, okay, crowd's actually not that bad. There was a lot more people. Strangely, there was a lot of people out of turn four than there was going into turn one. I think maybe they expected more to happen coming out of turn four. Maybe just more people showed up in that area. I don't know. But overall, I felt like it was still, you know, for the experiment of Atlanta Super Speedway. I think it's still, a, you know, a, a, there's there's some positive to be taken from it. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's a success. You're going to commit. Success. No, <laughs> no, no, no. There's some positives to be taken from okay. it. Okay. Some okay. positives and definitely definitely some negatives. Jared? I, I think of, of everyone on here, I'm probably the more pessimist when it comes, more of the pessimist when it comes to this. I'll say I liked it better for the fact that it wasn't a complete wreck fest other than like that 12 lap span where it was like, wreck, 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 wreck real quick. Uh, and it wasn't the Xfinity race. Anything other than the Xfinity race would make me happy. Um, I appreciated the fact that the last 30, 40 laps, I think they went without any cautions, pretty clean racing. I mean, it, it shows what happened. It, uh, to me, what, what it proved, it is not a car issue. It's, it's been a driver issue because the driver mm -hmm. etiquette up front was, I, I thought was awesome between Logano and Keselowski. Uh, no one made yeah. too stupid of a move. It seemed like the, that when Keselowski would go up and down the track to block or Logano would do it. 
the field and those drafting with them trusted them to do it. Uh, so I enjoyed that. And honestly, before they went to all the overtimes, that's how Daytona for the most part was. It's how Talladega at the end of last year was. So I, the, the, it seemed like the drivers didn't make as crazy a moves, even if they had the runs. Uh, I still like, I will say though, I still, I, it, just cause I like this one more than the races last year though, does not mean I'm a huge fan of it. I'm more excited for what I think Atlanta is going to turn into when this, cause this track wore out a lot. Year over yeah. And, year. and let's talk about that really quick because I remember, um, um, William Byron after uh, his race was done, he was saying in his, uh, in his, uh, post-race interviews that, um, this track surface really felt weird this year because not only was it aging rapidly, but also there was a lot of dust, which really affected the lane choices. So like you didn't have as much grip in in, uh, in certain lanes, but then in, but then as the race went on, that uh, that uh, certainly changed. But for the most part, though, it felt extremely weird. But um, the racing though towards the end was uh, spectacular though, like twenty to twenty five laps, they were gridlocked as well. So obviously, like they, you know, I guess the surface was a lot better towards the end, but. No, for the most part, it was it was weird. I mean, Jared, you did a video on this too, I believe, yesterday. I haven't had the chance to watch it, but just what, like, I don't know, like, what do you think the future holds for this track in the next decade or two? So I, I'm not necessarily crazy yet about the, the racing just because it was gridlocked, but it seemed like it was very much to me more like they were both stuck. It was just, it was kind of just two trains to me. But what I think moving forward is when this track wears out more, uh, unless they want to down the horsepower to be about the same as a 2013 Sonata, uh, they can't keep doing super speedway racing the way that NASCAR probably wants it to be. What I am really interested in is if that high side keeps coming in and then the track wears out, you have all that banking, you'll probably have the draft still be a factor because of the speeds that they'll be able to do unrestricted. I think it's going to be like a hybrid of how the truck and Xfinity cars were at Michigan back in the day. And I think I said this last week too, but also a bit of Darlington involved too, where you have that top line that's dominant. You still can make moves. Uh, I'm more excited for that. I think that they should in a couple of years when it's just going to be clear that the track would be too slow to, you know, the, the cars would have to be too slow to be a super speedway um, package that they take the spacers or whatever off. Um, or at least the current spacers for the super speedways and then put on the other ones. Um, but I, I would be preferring that. Actually, if they get a new engine, they have more throttle control. I would definitely prefer that over over this because I think we'd see racing that's and, and a progression of a track that we have never seen before. We've, we would never see a super speedway morph into something different before, which I, I think would make this track more interesting than any other. For sure. Eric, what do you think? It would make it interesting. Uh, my guess is if, if the track starts to wear out, you know, there may be a point where this isn't possible, but I just think they'll make the plate bigger or smaller, whatever. They'll restrict the engines even more. That's just my guess is eventually they'll just, they'll go full 2018 all-star race or whatever. Didn't they put on like, weren't they like turning like 400 horsepower in that so race? Something slow. like that. It, it was slow. Yeah. It was like, it was like 170. It's one of the would, slowest NASCAR races I've ever seen. I wouldn't seen. rule it out. I would not rule it out. But I, yeah, I mean, I am curious if they don't do that, if they kind of let the track just do what it's going to do and they don't mess with the the cars or the the horsepower too much, I will be curious to see how it changes, how it evolves. I, I'm worried about this track with Xfinity and trucks because I'm just not convinced. For some reason, the Xfinity cars with their new rules package this year just looked way too edgy. 
like I know they ran most of the second half clean, but the first half was just impossible to watch. And and I don't see that like necessarily getting much better. So we'll see. I, I don't know what the future of this track holds, but it is, it, it has the potential. It already is a unique facility, but it has the potential to become even more unique. There's just nothing quite like it uh, on the rest of the schedule. Please don't do it again, yeah. NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one's enough, but yet at the same time, uh, and we'll get into this a little bit later. I felt like the truck race was definitely more clean than which is surprising. You would think that'd be the one that would be the wreck fest, but it, it really wasn't. That was overall a pretty clean race. And overall, I felt like that was probably the most entertaining finish of the weekend watching, uh, Eckes and uh, uh shoot who who was he battling Sanchez uh, Sanchez. Sanchez Nick Sanchez watching them both you know go for it Sanchez had it going down the back stretch and and he told me uh in the post race interviews he said he never once thought that he had it won he he pretty much knew that he had messed up by taking the lead on the on the on the back stretch <laughs> yeah but for the most part in the cup race though um I mean especially in the early parts of it a lot of single file racing they obviously watched the uh, truck and Xfinity races and they were like no nah, we don't want any of that stuff just yet but um, it wasn't totally um, um, free of um, of the big one because Kevin Harvick, unfortunately, while leading, uh, well, I wouldn't say he get, um, Chastain never touched him, but because of aerodynamics, because of a aerodynamic type deal, you know, like one went up, the other car was um, um, just um, so happened to be going down. That led to a, a spin and uh, fortunately a, a massive big one. But uh, yeah, Chastain early on got the blame and I, I was guilty of that. I, at least on TV, it, it it looked like he touched him for sure. But then looking at the replay, they then so clearly wasn't. I want to jump in here. Maybe I could have made this my hot take, but I'm still not convinced. Like, I still think Chastain does deserve a little bit of blame. Like, okay. I think, right, go ahead, I think go ahead. the way he, because Harvick said this in his post-race interview on Fox, is that he believes the way Chastain was so close to him in the center of the corner, the way he moved suddenly from like the right side to the left side, that would manipulate the air in such a way that it could get a car really loose and spin them out. So I wonder, and it just hit me. Was it a few years ago? Who was it a few years ago? I want to say it was at Daytona where there was a driver who multiple times in the race going into turn one would do this move where they'd cut low, get on someone's left rear and try to pass them and spun them out. Was that Stenhouse? He would do stuff like that. That was was the 2018 summer race. Yeah. Okay. That might be right. Well, 2018 summer race. That, he was that's, wrecking a bunch of people in that race, right? Uh, yes, that's the one where they made the meme of him being like twice the size that he actually was. I can't remember yeah. if this was that race, because I just remember it being more subtle. It might have been that race. It might have been that, but whoever it was, my point was, I remember there was a clear style of pass that one driver kept making that was spinning people out without touching him. And I thought to myself then, like, you know, you don't, it, you wouldn't see a veteran driver, more experienced veteran make that mistake. Ross Chastain's very aggressive and he's less experienced than Harvick and a lot of the other veterans we saw at the front towards the end of this race. So while he didn't touch Harvick and I'm not going to come down on him for bump drafting in the corner bad to say he gets no bling, like nobody else spun out like that all day long. I don't know that anybody pushed quite like that all day long either. So I don't want to say Chastain gets no blame whatsoever. That's all I'm saying. People were like quick to be like, Oh, never mind. He didn't touch him. He's good. Well, he still had an effect on what Harvick's car did. You know, that's the way I see it, at least. I just I don't yeah, think yeah. it's to the I level that some people were saying. Like I saw, it, it's like people are going either or, either he's completely mm-hmm. innocent, he's he's a man of honor, or it's <laughs> he, he tried to kill him out there, oh, yeah. get him a off man the of track. Honor. A man of honor. Is this the mafia? <laughs> uh, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll say this. We wanted to interview Harvick afterwards. He declined, not just us, but he, he declined TV. I think even he wasn't sure what happened so he didn't yeah. want to say anything bad if, in case even, it wasn't on him 
even Chris Busher too. He was like, yeah, I thought the the one turned the four, but now I'm not really sure, so I don't want to say anything. Now, now <laughs> I wish that we still had 2012 Harvick, who would have like waited yeah. his pit box till the end of the race. <laughs> yeah, man. Or maybe 2002 Harvick, where he just goes and jumps the drive. Let's not go that <laughs> far yet. <laughs> we can escalate from 2012, but if we need to de-escalate, it's still a possibility. Yeah, yeah true that, true that. But... Uh, that wasn't the only big uh, major crash as well, too. I mean, Eric Amarola, Storehouse Racing, man, they can't catch a break. All right, first off, we were in the media center watching most of the most of the race, by the way, and also staying warm, too. It was so cold there. But freaking Storehouse Racing was getting roasted on the broadcast again. But this time, Rican Smith decides to throw his little two cents in. He's basically like, hey, sorry, Tony, the, uh, the 14, there's some problems or whatever. And then he's like, well, Thank you for the concern. I just feel bad for Tony. Like you bring him up to the Fox Sports booth to commentate full NASCAR races. For him. Get your team well, no, better. Like, well, no, I, this I is like, people, like this is like people feeling bad for Jack Roush that his team got worse through the twenty oh. tens. It's like it, 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 their actions. I but mean, I know, but it just feels like at this point, like now they're off from NHRA and come back over and fix your NASCAR team. I don't know. It it feels like now they're just going out of their way, just doing it on purpose. Now though, like, hey, hey, Tony, your your team's struggling. You see, see Tony, see Tony. <laughs> but no, but then later in the race though, Eric Amarola, the chats who um who's gonna suck pick weekly. He was actually he actually wasn't sucking. He was leading the race and then psh, 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 the tire just explodes on him the and then was a thousand Kyle years old how how old was it 46 46 it was 72 laps, laps old oh, oh oh god oh god i didn't know that. Well, yeah, that's yeah, i don't and, understand the strategy call because he had stayed out i think to get the lead and he blew that tire with like 50 to go so was his plan to just stay out on 120 and, lap old tires and, and, no no, no. And, and here's the thing what he said to me i didn't even get a chance to post this one what he said to me in the po- in the interview at outside the media center was that he said, I'm not sure why we blew a tire because we had been out longer than that before. Oh, I did see something. He said that they, that it might've been a puncture. Like they ran over something. I did see hit, someone tweeted or, or there's a quote I read later on that suggests maybe he hit some debris and it was just a fluke. Uh, Cause I think I, I, yeah, I heard somebody else say that Christopher bell maybe stayed out for 70 laps and obviously didn't have any issues. I don't know if it was bell, but it was somebody else uh, either way. Like if the strategy was to stay out on 120 lap tires to make it to the finish, that I I don't know that that would have worked. But I'm no engineer. <laughs> that does seem <laughs> bold. But yeah, two SHR cars wrecked while leading this weekend. Like how much how much more bad juju can this team deal with? Like oh, it, it's still an early season, Eric. And they crashed <laughs> and they crashed Kyle Larson again. <laughs> yes, Kyle yes. Larson was minding it, it, his own business. This is going to um, be another year where Almirola is the only one to win a race, isn't it? Hey, at this rad. rate, it'll be Priest. He'll sneak into one somewhere after being 25th in points all year. I still think watch out for Nashville. So the best <laughs> finishing. The best finishing SHR car, I think I saw Isaac said in the chat, was Briscoe in 24th. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And, oh, and speaking of Priest, he was, like, down a cylinder all day. Yeah, so, poor guy. Um, he, like, it's it's really, it's really hard to judge Ryan Priest's cup career because his first team he drives for, JTG, the second entry, that obviously wasn't a really good ride. Now – you think he's he um um he would uh he would uh do better with Storehouse Racing, but now Storehouse Racing is in a bind, so and I'm not really like, sure where where he goes from here. Likewise, the car that they're in, I I don't know if they have the greatest notes to go off of because of how it's been of Cole Custer in that one. So yeah. 
But going over the results, though, there's some pretty key notables here. I mean, obviously, Logano and Kislowski won two. Um, interesting post-race. Like, Kislowski was asked about, like, racing against Logano. And, like, because at one point, it was Logano and um, – uh, uh, Logano, him, and Blaney drafting for a while there. And he said, like, yeah, it just felt like, you know, the good old days of Team Penske and stuff, too. So, hey, you know, that's – you know, that's something to look out for for future super speedway races as well. I mean, they're not teammates, but, but, you know, they, they know how to work together though. That's the thing. They know how to work together. Um, I was just surprised and, that like the fact that it was just pretty much forward up there. And like, I, I thought, I thought that. Hendrick would be, I thought Hendrick would be competitive against them in this one. Like, you know, cause last year, remember Ford was so good in the 500 last year and then Atlanta came around. Hey, is Eric frozen for any of y'all? No, no, he, he just messaged that his computer overheated. He'll be back oh, in a minute. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Can we please raise some money to get my man a cooling pad for his laptop? Hey, please? He was winning the stair contest for a second. I'm like, I, I didn't ask for a second. Yeah, I kept looking over. I'm like, damn. Eric, I, I'm like, oh, did, did I say something? <laughs> did I do by, something? By, by the way, I just wanted to say that even with a 100 point penalty, Alex Bowman is still doing better than three SHR drivers. Mm. Oh, here, so come, here comes the ambulance coming to, to get Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you know, put some, yeah, call the fire department. Uh, cool down his computer. But no, anyways, the um, the rest of the top five, though, Christopher Bell and P3 finally gets a good result at, at uh, Atlanta Super Speedway. But then the, uh, the rest of the top five, very interesting. Corey LaJoy, can we give him his flowers really quick for a moment? Like P4... Um, second career top five, first of 2023, currently sits 14th in the standings. Guys, he is he's my biggest surprise of the 2023 season so far, and for good reasons, man. That team, I don't know what they did during the offseason, but whatever they did, it's working like a charm. I mean, is it too early to say playoffs right now, though? Yes. I mean, like he's uh, he's so consistent I mean, early on. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say playoffs because those Hendrick cards are gonna be coming back in no time, but a uh a, him slipping up and getting a super speedway win when there's still well uh, one more daytona one more talladega one more atlanta it's not impossible yeah it's certainly not out of the question but i it's and it's not just super speedways they're running well everywhere it seems like it seems like they're running pretty well at I, any I, track i just wish people would stop pointing out how damn well he does at super speedways because it's really affecting the betting market in a negative way for me because <laughs> when yeah, he eventually need- breaks through and wins one I want to win ten grand. I don't want to win like twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Tyler Reddick too. Um, c- considering the fact that he almost didn't uh, race on Sunday too, there was a chance he might not have been able to finish the race. Still ends up with the top five, and he was feeling a whole lot better afterwards. He said too, he was feeling fine. So, um, but, by yeah. the way, welcome back, Eric. Is the fire out yet? Yeah, uh, I've been edit an editing machine all day. My computer's been on fire. It finally overheated. Do you, do you not have a cooling pad? Well, of course. Well, I have all sorts of general cooling equipment. I've added a little external fan down there, so I hope you guys don't hear that that beautiful humming sound the rest of the no. show. No, I don't hear nothing. Nope, you're all good. You're all good. But but yeah, no, Tyler Reck, this was his first uh, top five of the season. If I'm not cur- if I'm not, not mistaken, and correct? not not bad for a guy who had a stomach bug the morning of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, no, no. It says this is his, uh, well, it says it's his second, uh, top five. Well, I don't know if that's right. I don't know. It's, it's NASCAR.com. So I'm not sure if the stats are totally accurate. I don't recall him getting, but yeah, no, we, we all, all, uh, all the Reddit. Are you talking about Tyler Reddick? Yes. 
It was last week at Phoenix. I think he ended up. Oh, third. oh, that's right. That's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'd guys. Say yeah, that's right. Ambulance was really loud outside, so but I, no, I couldn't. Okay. So Tyler Reddick, hey, two top fives in a row. Not bad. Not bad. But then going over the rest of the top ten, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones. Um, he had some pretty interesting things to say about racing with respect. Um, during the weekend too. Um, and then Ty Gibbs finishes ninth. Not bad. And then Kyle Busch rounds that's up his, the top ten. That's his first top ten as a full time. Top yeah. series driver. Mm-hmm. Started uh, started in thirty uh, fifth. Started all the way in thirty fifth. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I think uh, Gibbs is who I had as my underdog last week. I think. Yeah. So uh, there hey, you go. Check. <laughs> so maybe maybe they're starting to turn around a little bit, but hey, still too early to tell. But some uh, disappointments though. Let me start off with this. Like Bubba, what was that? I mm. thought I thought Bubba blew a tire. What? And me and Danny happened. Were, bro, yeah, and, so where we were standing, it was hard to tell what happened. Yeah, and I was like, there's no way he just lost it, right? And then he go on social media and then he says rookie mistake. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And this again, this is one of the, this is the main reason why I didn't have him making the playoffs this year. Just that inconsistency. And this is supposed to be at a track where this is your track, my guy. You know, like, I mean, yeah. Tyler Reddick just got a top five. You should have been competing with the win with him. But, you know, within the first 10 laps, you lose it all by yourself. Now, I mean, it's cool he was able to laugh about it, but it's like, dude, you're year three with the team. You got to make the playoffs, bro. You got to. You got to, man. It's not going to look good. It's not going to be a good look. But, yeah, at least he was able to find the funniness in that. But yeah, you got to put together the solid runs. Got to put together the solid runs. <laughs> Well, right. uh, I, I see Mittens is in the chat, by the way. Oh, yeah. so, hello, Mittens. Hello, Mittens. What's up? Hi, Mittens. And hello to all the other lovely people watching. Really appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that really does it for, like, the race analysis part or whatever. I mean, we can get to, to some of the funny parts of it, but um, Brad Keselowski, uh, <laughs> after the race... Um, Let's see. I, I got a new video idea. A uh, porta potty bus Brad Keselowski. What? You busted a porta potty? What is it? Go, what you go, go ahead, Jared. What do you guys say? Why the hell was the cameraman A following him to the shitter, but then B <laughs> stayed on it? Yeah, that, that's what bugged me. Like, it was like, auto. Okay, for a candy I, game I, frame? I can. G- <laughs> I can get, you know, follow him when he gets out of the car, you know, just see what happens. He just finished second. But then when he's in the bathroom, I don't know why you're still there. Yeah, they just kept the Ugh. camera on him. It's It made me laugh because I'm like, how many times has there been a wreck, especially in Xfinity or truck, where it's like, how do we not have a replay? How is there not a camera on that? Not even like a big wide That's, angle where we can kind but, of zoom I don't in. know. But, like, but same, we have a camera on the porta john Like <laughs> At the same time, though, I love that, you know, you just you just see it perfectly – Brad goes in. You can tell it doesn't lock because it's still green. Mm-hmm. Then another person goes into one to the right. Another person goes into one to the left. They somehow knew don't go in that one in the middle. And all of a sudden, here comes Denny. Oh, this is this is open. It's clearly green. No, it's not. Hey, the real question is, did 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 Kozlowski keep his helmet on when he, he was doing that? And I, I would assume so. I never I mean, saw that's him gotta be his, going in. That's got to be uncomfortable, right? Like, he's yeah, going fog like up. number <laughs> like can you imagine oh, did fog up in there and then denny going in with a drink i'm like can you imagine how many things could get in that drink yeah like, he was i don't like, care really, if man? it's like 50 degrees out the whole day it's above freezing like <laughs> stuff's gonna get out oh spencer well, spencer oh good good it's a good thing that uh he had his shingles vaccine already so 
Spencer says in the chat, Fox cameras were disappointed that all the kids left, so they decided to film that instead. Yeah, yeah, it's probably, were, probably whatever. <laughs> I did say I had positive things to say about Fox at the beginning. They did do a lot of side-by-side -side crowd shots. I'm all for crowd shots under caution. I don't mind if they show kids yeah, and families, but yeah. they would like you know be showing the race on one small box, and they'd show just random fans sitting or maybe cheering in the stands in the other. And I just like I don't know that I don't need that. Don't make the racing I, smaller to show. I, <laughs> There was one funny bit, I think, going to commercial, they showed an older lady yep. holding a sign upside down, and then she's like, oh. Oh, yeah, I saw <laughs> oh, that. And then I, I will say there was one under caution where, like, I think I can't remember if it was a Harvick fan or somebody, but this, this person was a fan of someone who just got crashed out, and he's like, just they're cussing at the track and stuff. I'm like, I love angry fan cam. It's like, yeah, there's like that good. time that Elliot had the blown engine in Atlanta, and they just showed the <laughs> Oh yeah, or 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 the time, or the time that you could clearly see Dalton Good dropping an f bomb at Daytona. <laughs> we were there, and we were like, hey, we right. immediately called it out on that's the big. Right. We were like, oh, that's him, that's him, and we were laughing about it. And oh boy, what the odds? <laughs> I love again, but those are all under caution. Angry fan cam mm -hmm. is beautiful when used yeah. appropriately. Yeah, Agreed. hey Fox, Fox needs to do more of that. Find more angry fans and stuff. I guarantee you you'll your ratings will go up. Oh. <laughs> and maybe we'll turn the commentator sure. voice down. Like people are talking about it. So I I'll admit I actually turned the, the, the commentary off after eighty uh, laps. Let, let, hold on, on let, let, let's talk about that really quick. So um we were in the media center. We were obviously, you know, like hearing you know, and listening and watching to um uh, to the race and stuff inside of it. Um, when all of a sudden Mike Joy again, what do you say, guys? What do you say? I don't say, know. Guys? I wasn't. I didn't hear it. Why is he so obsessed with these things? And why are they warriors all of a sudden? Oh, you got the keyboard. Somebody needs to do it. Okay, to somebody needs to do an edit instead of, of the bottles. It's keyboards. Warriors, come out, <laughs> come out. Hey, I, I I gotta say, I walked over to Elijah Burke, our RFK's social mm -hmm. admin. And I told him that was a great meme when he uh, posted to Eric a reply yeah, of, I, of some of some keyboard looking like a weapon. Strap, yeah, I was like, I was like, hey, hey, I was like, Elijah, so, uh, got the strap. When are we banning assault yet. keyboards from the track? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the AR keyboard 15s are now banned permanently from the track. But no, let, AK sounds for assault keyboard. <laughs> But why, I, why, why, did, why did why did you just go Ben Shapiro voice to say that? <laughs> I'm, la I'm laughing at a salt keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about this it's really like quick. So, so, okay, guys, we're having way too much fun. All right, let's get back. Let's get back on track. Hey, well, it's worth having fun track. with. Like, are we really Let gonna... us laugh, you keyboard warrior. Are we going to take it question. that serious? I know, I know, but I got a question. I got a question, though, man. Just okay, at this you, point, you know where to find me. At this point, I mean... <laughs> Guys, how how are we feeling about this? Is this getting is this funny? Is this cringe? Eric, it's probably talking. over because I saw Mike Joy posted like a two part, not not necessarily an apology, more of like a, a reasoning and sort of understanding Twitter yeah. Twitter thread. I doubt he's going to keep doing it. I you know it's I didn't hate it the first time he did it. I thought it was like not the best look for Fox to sort of criticize the fans who've been criticizing them. I feel like it comes with the territory. You're the big massive corporate entity you're going to get criticized on social media that's how it works that's how twitter <laughs> works so uh I, I didn't think it was a great look especially when a lot of the criticism i believe has been fairly valid um so mike joy making mike joy be the like 
face of Fox who feels the need to defend them always seemed weird to me because most people don't have an issue with Mike Joy. He's still mm-hmm. very solid at he, his job. He doesn't I, have to do that. You don't have yeah, to do so, that, Mike. So I didn't. I didn't think he needed to either. He didn't need to go to bat for his bosses on that one. So I, I hope he's, he's kind of moves on from it because it's not. It is a little corny now. At this point, it's just cheesy. Like he's just he's just the uh, the the on air talent. I won't mention any specifics, but even talking to someone at Fox, they. I think they said something along the lines of, yeah, it's a little weird that he does that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wondered if there was any, I doubt anyone's in his ear telling him to say it. I think he just takes it upon himself and I don't blame him. out of but, his own way. But I, I think it's probably over and done with and it, sh- it probably should be. But uh, according to Jared, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I'll be real. I mean, I was like, I, I kind of just in general have, and maybe I was just in a bad mood. I don't know. I, I didn't think I was. I honestly had a really fun time for the most part. Uh, <laughs> But I, I got to the point where I'm like, I, I can't keep – I'm not going to keep complaining every week. You know, I, I will, yeah. I'll say what I think. I will give whatever constructive criticism I can. Uh, but I was like, I need to enjoy a race and not have to think about the horrible broadcast I'm watching. So I put up a stream that was uh, somewhere uh, on Twitch, and I put on the radio, <laughs> and I enjoyed the race. I had the international broadcast on with the radio like people have been telling me to do for years, and I enjoyed a lot of it. It actually was pretty good. I turned on the TV one at the end because generally the I, I think the commentary gets better in the last 10 to 15 laps because they're finally on it. The intensity's up. The Foxes credit. They backload the commercials so much they didn't have a ton of them at the end. Um, and so you get the best at the end. You get the best of both worlds you do it this way. So uh, I did. I didn't hear it. Like everyone started tagging me, and I'm like, "What happened?" <laughs> like, yeah, and when you do that with the SMI tracks, they are exclusively with Performance Racing Network and not Motor Racing Network. Yep. Yeah. Per- personally, I think I preferred Doug Doug Rice's voice a little bit better, and I, I I've, I've listened to both MRN and PRN, and I kind of like the PRN just a little bit more. That's just me though. Yeah. Or welcome yeah, I agree. To, like Irvin's welcome me to the club. <laughs> I'll give uh I'll again give and I feel like such a Fox Sports apologist tonight but I will give uh Mike and Clinton them credit um when Harvick spun uh Harvick and Chastain you know that whole deal they had energy it yes was, it mm-hmm. was oh yeah. and then it was Mike Joy with a very affirmative like excited voice calling the action not going silent not relying on Boyer to be like ooh it was it was like no they took control of the scene and and really yeah, to that but, moment it was a it, it was a gut punch when it happened it was like oh my gosh instead of just oh my gosh and then <laughs> so, and then you see the finishing call and i was yeah, like it wasn't great I'm like come on neither was the man. end of stage two the end of stage yeah. two was rough they needed to do a better job painting that picture because you had all the lap traffic in the way to the average viewer mm-hmm. it was probably a little confusing who was actually out front they didn't do a very good job of color commentating that one and true that S- side note can i just say I love that NASCAR shell said, thank you, Fox, for front-loading commercials, followed up by, please do not pirate the international yeah, feed. I noticed that. If it comes uh, up on my feed, it's just, it's there. It was it's there. there. It was it's there. there. It's just right there. It was right yeah. there. It was right there. I was minding my own business, and it just popped up on my screen. Well, now we're five races in, and, you know, I just wanted to take a really quick look at the playoffs, but I couldn't help but laugh now um, by, uh, by uh, seeing that, Justin Haley is now minus 25 points behind. Hey. Yeah, there you go. He's, uh, he, minus he, he's almost out of debt. He's, he's chugging almost into away. the black. 
Yeah, he's chugging away. He's chugging away. But I, I, I like how on uh, how on uh, NASCAR.com for their driver standings, they have him listed as as uh, being as uh, being forty fourth in points. But then Jimmy Johnson's thirty six, Travis Pastrana thirty fifth. So like, damn, they have him like way below. I'm forty third and a half. I'm just letting you know now. I'm right <laughs> ahead of him. <laughs> hey, we're all ahead of him right now, technically. But um, hey, right now though, uh, as the points stand, and this is just consistent points right now. Joey Logano only one point ahead of Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain sitting in third, minus five, and then rounding out the top five, Ryan Blaney and Brad Keselowski, Eric. Hey, you might not be too far off. Brad Keselowski yeah. could win a race this year, man. He is on a roll. And then Kevin Harvick, he did have the points lead, but then got involved in that big one. He lost it. Kyle Busch in P7, or excuse me, yeah, Kevin Harvick six, Kyle Busch P7, uh, Martin Tricks Jr. eighth, Denny Hamlin ninth, and rounding out the top 10 is Daniel Suarez. See, that team... They've had speed, but then a few things just haven't gone their way, or they're not able to to keep it consistently enough so far. Yeah, but they've been there. But the final six uh, of the uh, top sixteen very intriguing. You see a lot of uh, a lot of different parity. Uh, Austin Cindric, P eleven, and considering the rookie season he had last year, where it's like he really didn't really seem to get better. I, this is a decent start to the season. It's not bad, not bad. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., I mean, he's 12th, but, I mean, he's already locked in, but just the fact that he's 12th in consistent standings, maybe they have improved that team they just, overall. He's, yeah. he's not running top 10, but I think his worst finish is, like, 22nd or something like that. So they haven't yeah. had any, like, disastrous races yet. Yeah, they haven't had anything too bad happen to them. Now, Chris Buescher, he would be a lot higher if he didn't get involved in that big one. Like, he, I don't know, he's 13th in points right now, but I think he's performed a lot better than his points position shows him at the moment. And then Corey LaJoy, we just talked about him, my personal favorite uh, surprise of 2023 thus far, P14. And rounding out the last two positions, Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace with 23-11. With Tyler Reddick coming off back-to-back top five, who were a little worried at first, like, eh, what's going on here? And Bubba Wallace, just imagine if he didn't get loose, how much further in points well, he would be. But You know yeah. how far back Larson is now? It's just going on the bottom of the screen right now. 68. Oh, gosh. And Chase Elliott is currently ahead of Kyle Larson in points. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do put an asterisk if they get their points <laughs> rescinded, which is still probably a long shot. But if they yeah. do, uh, all four of those Hendrick cars are going to vault back up into the top 10 or 12. But hey, believe, so. hey, Danny, Alex Bowman. Except for is Elliott. Now, Alex Bowman's back in the top 20 in points, though. Let's give him a round of applause. Yeah, that's, he's back in the top that's, 20. That's what happens when you get all those top 10s. And, and he was close getting another top 10 in this one. Uh, unfortunately, he got hung out to dry by Chastain, it sounded like. Yeah, that was rough. Is not over. too happy. Not this, too happy. Yeah. The last yeah, one no. to be knocked down. But uh, I'm looking at the bottom line, and Bowman at the moment's only 26 out uh, of the playoffs. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not worried about uh, his chances right now. It's gonna and make speaking... he's gonna make up a point or two a uh, a race on. I mean, on... he's going he's going to attract it to finish second at last year. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And speaking of disappointment so far, I mean, it's still early, but I don't know. I'm I'm shocked Austin Dillon isn't in the top 20 at the moment. He's one that I felt would benefit from having Kyle Busch as a teammate, you know, like, you know, sharing information and stuff. But so far, he, I don't know, like the first few races of the season he was, but now it's sort of stalled out. And then Chase Briscoe, Ryan Priest, and Eric Almarola are sitting 23rd, 26th, and 27th, all while Kevin Harvick's top 10 in points. So that's, that's not, that's, yeah. Stuart Haas racing the, got a that's lot the of new normal for Stuart Haas, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're Man. just gonna make a, we're just constantly pulling worse and worse remakes of 2020 over and over and over again. Kevin Harvick outrunning his teammates. 
pretty much i guess so it gets it, it gets further apart every year it seems like oh boy but it's hey we still got a long way to go disney <laughs> what did tony store do to piss disney off <laughs> for this what do you do what do you do now <laughs> you went to nhra <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, I love that Stewart uh, in November or whatever last year was saying he didn't want to be at another race all season, and now he's like going to be in the broadcast booth for the next like six or something like that. I, he's doing I, like almost every race. Like, uh, he went from he went from doing like what two or three last year. Now he's been it for almost all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, hey, but... we need somebody who has like no enthusiasm whatsoever. Makes one good joke a race that everyone forgives that uh, that lack of enthusiasm for. So that when we get Kevin Harvick in there, who's actually really good, everyone will think he's the second coming of Christ or Romo, and we'll have a great Romo, ass time. Romo, <laughs> Romo. <laughs> I like that. Is. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering, uh, is there any chance at all that we see Mike Joy finally enjoy retirement and Tony hops in there? Uh, but, do, but 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 no. at the same time, do we really want a three driver lineup? No, no, no there has to be Adam a Alexander. I'm telling you, Adam Alexander. I'm sticking with my guns here. He's I wouldn't he's mind growing him. on me. He yeah. has absolutely grown. Like I've always liked him, but I was never sure if he was like a list material. But I, I'm I'm he's on that train. He's building yeah. an energy. That's what I like. It's like when I watch yeah. an Xfinity race, he'll have fun. They have that little lull. You'll get that lull. But when he has to be on it, he's on it. And the drivers with him know, okay, it's our time to shut up. Let the co- commentator do his job. I like that. And and also, and also too, you have to remember as well, like he works with different drivers each week. Well, so and, like, imagine if he can work with the same people. You well, know? and he had, and and my, my thing is that he had that time at TNT when I I did not like him in the booth at that point. I didn't think he was ready to be in the booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think like from when he learned doing that, and then being behind someone like an all time great like Mike Joy. Because make no mistake, we might say whatever about Mike Joy. He is a, a first ballot Hall of Famer on the same He's level as Ken Squire. So, mm-hmm. I to me, I can't wait to see when he's in the booth, wherever he's at. I, it might not even be Fox. It might be NBC or ESPN if they show up or CBS. Wherever it is, I cannot wait to see him call cup races again. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've had some, uh, very, very positive moments, but now we're going to have to start to dig into the negatives, the, uh, the TV ratings. Yeah. The TV ratings, the good old TV ratings. Are not we doing TV ratings game. or are we doing, what ratings are we doing there? And I'm not completely sold yet if it's TV or not. Oh man. I just, I'm just, it, this year just hasn't been the best. It hasn't been the best start to the season. So the ratings, let's get into them. Uh, 1.95 uh, overall rating with uh, 3.4 a million watching, just a little over 3.4. Um, 606,000 watched, though, in the key demographic, which made up for 17%, and ended up beating F1's. Uh, oh, it, did, it got beat oh, by I, F1. Oh, no, my bad. Sorry, sorry. I read that wrong. Sorry. No, no. Oh, no, no. They did not beat him. My bad. Um, ended up getting beat by F1's. Uh, 681,000, which made up for 45% of their broadcast. So overall, it is down 50% in viewership and down 17%. It was not down 50. (laughs) Well, I said 15. Oh, did I say 15? That's not like I said 15. I was like, no, 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 no. It's no, no, no. I I said, well, I thought I said 15. Sorry. No, but I'm not turning into the doomer NASCAR subreddit on this one. (laughs) We don't need to be down 50, bro. No way. But no, it was down 15%. 
in viewership and down 17% in the rating, uh, down 8% from 2021, as well as being down 14% from 2020. This is the sixth straight race, including the clash, to be down from 2022. But also, uh, this is uh, this might be even worse, in my opinion, to some extent. Uh, Xfinity was down 10% and the truck series down 4 so I don't know, Eric. You start us off here. I mean, I mean, we talk about the Chase Elliott effect, but I'm starting to think it has to be way more than that at this point. Correct? So I, I want to ask, and I don't think our chat is the right people to ask because I think our chat are kind of hardcore fans who watch most races no matter what. But I would be genuinely curious to know how big of an effect the next gen car played and continues to play on the casual viewer. Because we saw some upticks last year. We saw clearly an uptick in attendance. Some of that you could chalk up to, you know, we're fully out of COVID, out of the pandemic. But some of that you could chalk up to the new car and some new tracks and some new intrigue there. Was the new car the driving force behind the ratings bumps last year? Because now that it's in year two, it's no longer new and and exciting. And it's, you know, last year kind of had some down notes at the end of the year with, you know, Kurt Busch and Alex Bowman's seasons being cut short by faulty areas of the car. Like now that the next gen is old, is that it? Is this just that those viewers all tuned out? Oh, so- I, I wonder if that had an effect because we saw across the board upticks for most of last year. And I think the next gen is the is the clear denominator, the common denominator there. So this year, is it just that the next gen is old news? The Chase Elliott effect is real. We were seeing six to 8% decreases until he went out. Now it's 15%. So at least those seven to 8%, that's Chase Elliott fans. I, I would bet everything on it. Uh, but that's still, we're still seven to 8% down each week. I don't know what it is. F1 has been down or flat the first two races of their season. So maybe it's just uh, other than IMSA, it sounds like motorsport growth in the U S is just win is not great to start this year. It's not at the forefront of everyone's mind. I mean, F1 had a new season of drive to survive come out three weeks ago and they still can't pull in ratings increases from last year. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Big picture, the broadcasts need to change. Uh, maybe the cars have to be more interesting. Maybe the racing product needs to be more interesting. But like the racing, by and large, has been decent this year. I don't know. I, I still like your theory, Jarrett, that the hardcore fan base has grown a little bit because aside from this weekend in Atlanta, Xfinity and trucks seem to have been up most of this year. Um, but I don't know. It, oh, yeah. it, I don't know if that's actually true. It's it's I mean, kind of shot in the dark. You could see. Well, I, I think it it. it because I think it was down last week too for Xfinity, but it coincides with Elliot being out. I'm not saying that the Elliot is the end all be all. It still was down before, out, but outside of Xfinity truck, I'm saying truck. It is clear the hardcore base. A lot of hardcore fans are Elliot fans, and I'll just say this straight up: um, I don't blame Chase Elliot fans if they didn't watch. I've seen some on on Twitter that follow me who said I can't, I just can't watch it without my driver. I get it. When Dale yeah, Jr. was fine. out in 2012. In 2016, and then retired. It's hard as hell for me to watch. It's like before about 2020, I really didn't watch much Xfinity or Truck because it wasn't, you know, for me, I didn't have a vested interest in it. Now, I think, you know, overall, I think next gen might be part of it uh, because we've seen this before with new cars. We saw in 2008, the start of the year, full time with the COT. The ratings went up about 5% by the end of the year, kind of like last year. They tapered out, and the next year was a big drop. Uh, And then 2013, the Gen 6 comes out, has a bit of a tick up in ratings from 2012, 2014, big fall down. Uh, 
So I think what that says, if it is the next-gen car, is that NASCAR needs to figure out ways that aren't flash-in-the-pan deals to bring people in. You know, the Clash is a big thing that'll bring people in a year or two, but we don't know long-term about that. Chicago Street Race will probably bring a lot of people in on TV, but will it do it in year two, three, four? Uh, NASCAR's doing, I think NASCAR's doing a really good job of getting the racing back on track. I think they're doing a good job of trying things outside of the box. Now they need to focus on the long term. And the long term, in my opinion, is the drivers. Get the drivers out there. Like people were ranting and raving over Ryan Blaney being in a 20 second ad. And we're, we need more of this. It was a simple ad that any other sport event, like sporting league and event, any other racing series, even IndyCar, is doing better than NASCAR right now. You're talking about that body armor ad. Yeah, yeah that was a, good, was a ad. good ad. It was a good ad. That should be the norm. Like, if, if I if I watch an NFL game uh, this past season, I'm going to see an ad with the Kelsey brothers. I'm going to see an ad with Mahomes, with Brady, with Rodgers. Justin Jefferson's going to be in ads. Like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, yeah. or, especially in Tennessee. Like so, that's that. In my opinion, that's what NASCAR has to do now. If they want to increase, you start with getting the drivers out there and being likable. Because I, I, I bet you, if I went to somebody like that maybe watch NASCAR casually or just a random college student. I said, name three NASCAR drivers. You're probably going to go Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, <laughs> Dale Jr. Or, Dale Jr. Kyle, Bush, or, or Dale Earnhardt. Kyle Bush, maybe Chase Elliott if he gets out. But I think Chase Elliott's for or that Bubba. hardcore base. Probably Bubba. Yeah. yeah. But I'm a, probably, okay. Where'd you hear about them from? Not NASCAR. Strangely, strangely going to be a lot um, named Josh Williams now. We'll get we'll get into that. I have heard some I have heard some Ross Chastain's actually from people I wouldn't have expected in the last few months. Yeah, Um, I I, I will say that when a big thing like that happens, it's weird. I had people who never talk about racing to me at all talk to me about what happened this weekend. We'll get into that. The real focus uh, though needs to be on the younger fan because the number that alarms me is only seventeen percent of the people who watch Martin's or sorry uh, Atlanta. 17% 17% of them were under the age of 50. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Actually yeah, that, is, that is insane. Like, yeah. That's compared actually to F1's ridiculous. 45%. Yeah. That, that and, and, and I don't mean, I don't want to sound disrespectful. I, like, I, of course, it's great that NASCAR has a lot of older fans who've probably been watching for decades. That sort of, uh, that sort of loyalty is unmatched in most sports. That's amazing. But ultimately, if NASCAR wants to continue to be top dog in the United States, as far as motorsports long-term, they're going to need that percentage of young fans to go up significantly. It doesn't need to be 50% like F1, but it needs to be 30. It needs to get to 30% of their viewership. And it can't be, you know, 30% of 800,000. No, it needs to be 30% of 4 million. Like it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it could be. And I, you know, how do they do that without it feeling forced and cringy? I don't know. Market to kit. I mean, that's what they, that's what happened in the nineties when you, it's, you know, there's ways to get that. There's ways that, that the, you know, you can't do it anymore, but, why can't an you know a NASCAR driver on a regular basis be on uh, you know a, a kid show like come on a kid show like Sesame Street? I don't know. I'm just naming. I don't. I don't watch kid shows anymore, sure. so I don't know. But, <laughs> but like, like why? you don't. I'm surprised. But like, no, but no, my, my maturity's f- there. But I watch other things. <laughs> some of the, some of that's good and great, but some. But I also don't want to force it too much because NASCAR has to pay for that. The teams have to go out of their way to make that happen. They got to kind of finagle their way into those sort of media appearances, and some of that's it. good. It's worth it. it it's worth it. But I'm saying, I think you got to do more beyond that. You do have to make it more natural. I think drivers drivers do need to embrace social media more. They can't all just post, you know, 
you know, cinematic highlight reels of their weekend to TikTok and call it good. Like, no, that's so impersonal. That's bland, generic, terrible content for social media. You got to actually talk to your fans. And that's, that's, I don't know. So many drivers are afraid to do it. And I understand because they're afraid of saying one thing slightly off that could ruin a relationship with a sponsor or get them into trouble. I understand it, but boy, that that's what we need. That Like we sit here, we come on here and I know we don't have millions of dollars of sponsorship behind us, but we come on here every single week and talk for two hours. If we can do it, NASCAR drivers should be able to do stuff like this too, every single week. And yeah. it's a shame that none of them do. At I least found, none of the cup series drivers do. I found it interesting. I was, um, doesn't Max Verstappen stream regularly? Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, not, yeah, and uh, Lando Norris does. Well, I, yeah, these dudes. Charles Leclerc. And you're telling yeah. they've got way more to lose than anyone in NASCAR well, does. What <laughs> I found interesting was the first year they did the IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader. Uh, one of the big things I heard from fans that were going in and out of different garages was how easy it was to talk to IndyCar drivers and how secluded NASCAR drivers were. And a lot of times, a lot of times I'm not giving all these guys crap either. I know they sign a lot of stuff. I know they stop. I've seen it, but a lot of NASCAR drivers too will walk by, won't give you the time of day like mm-hmm. in, the, in the moment. I get it. They're doing stuff. But if you wind back the clock to about 30 years ago, when they were testing at Indianapolis for the first time, the thing about NASCAR drivers is, wow, you know, these fans are like, wow, I was able to walk up and talk to Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt, mm-hmm. Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, and the yeah. IndyCar drivers. When IndyCar was in the position NASCAR is now as the most popular motorsport, they were the difficult ones to, to get access to. And none of these are a magical fix, but I'm saying is all these together, I think would work in the long term because you know, it, it's racing isn't like football or basketball where you, there is always a barrier. The different one of the big differences of the experience and getting people, and especially if you get people there, is you can meet that superstar. I could, I could, hell, I think uh, 2020, I walked right up to Jimmy Johnson in the garage. I was talking oh, to yeah. Bush about the Chicago Cubs. You know, like the so, older drivers seem to get it a bit. My only counter, like that sounds amazing. I think NASCAR should do that, but I don't know that that's necessarily going to grow the sport much because F1 drivers are impossible to, to like, you're not so going to see an different. F1 driver yeah, do but, something and, different. And, and they've grown. I, okay. I'm with you doing something different. I, my point, whole point is they need to get younger fans and they can't force it with clearly corporate crap. No. You know, mm-hmm. like that's, that's like, like if you force it, if you try to force yourself to, to attract the younger fan, you come out with, race for the championship that airs 10 p.m. on USA <laughs> Network and nobody watches it. That was the biggest waste of money I've ever Going seen. Going against Thursday yeah. night football. Too. It wasn't football like bad, con- bad content, but it was clearly forced. It was yeah. not reaching the right like, demographic. It was a waste of money. You can't force it. It would have been better if they would have gotten that time slot right after Monday Night Raw instead of Chris Lee knows well, best. If, well, if you want younger fans, don't be on fucking cable. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem. It's true. On 10 p.m. Yeah. Stream on right. Twitch. Stream well, on YouTube. Right. I'm going to be real. The only reason I have YouTube TV, which I don't care what anyone says, that is cable. That's cable. It's just yeah, cable it in a better way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's all it is. And I've noticed a lot of people who, who watch us. I noticed a lot of people after the race on, on Sunday and the two races, when I did those streams, a lot of them were saying, the only reason I have YouTube TV is because of NASCAR. And I'm just going to say now, if I can find a cheaper alternative, I'm not staying on cable. Like, yeah. I don't want to yeah. stay on cable. The, I literally can watch everything else now yeah TV, youtube tv has sunday tickets soon so i'll watch the vikings uh, mm-hmm. on that but my dad pays for wait. that and i i okay. like him and i use the same account like i i'm i am 25 years old 
I am that demo that NASCAR wants. Now I'm a diehard, so they don't really need to cater to me. I'm going to watch anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> but my point is, I still am very much like you guys. I'm like a lot of you at home that are around the age of us. And I guarantee a lot like the younger fans that NASCAR is going to want, who are teenagers and kids now, I don't want this old crap anymore. It's clunky. It's boring. It's yeah. old. It is not efficient. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to... Put it on a streaming service. You know what? Put it on for free on YouTube and then advertise the shit out of it and push it like in the <laughs> I, banner ads in front of every video. You know, you know what they should do? Make one of those right. on YouTube and then the entire episode is an ad before any NASCAR content. So I've seen this before where like different people will make a 48 minute video and make that. Oh, ad. I know what you're talking and about. I'm, and if it's yeah. interesting enough, I'll sit and watch the entire damn thing. You make money off it. You get people invested with it. Do that. Do something different. I, I will say this, and again, I won't say who they are. I'll just say someone with NASCAR told me this weekend that it's their understanding that there will at least be some kind of streaming deal in the next deal. He will. The, the, they said they will be very surprised if there is not some form like that in there. I, I honestly wonder, and we can kind of move on from this. I don't mean to keep dwelling yeah, on yeah. this whole topic, but I, I honestly wonder if – if it becomes worthwhile at a certain point, especially if say next year we see viewership continue, if, let, let's say this year, even Chase Elliott comes back, every race is down 15% from last year. And next year, every race is down another five or 10%. At that point, the new deal will already be signed. But at that point, I, I would be worth, I think it would be worth considering a full on move to Amazon, like all 36 races and just say, screw it. We're going to, we're going to only have a million viewers a race for a year. But I, like there, there will come a point if they, if they never, if the older audience continues to go away and they don't attract the younger audience at some point, I think they might have to consider just a complete change in philosophy and just tell the team. I don't know how you'd work it out with the teams. Cause obviously they won't be happy about that. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if at some point you just like, Hey, we can't keep being on, we can't still be on cable in 2030. We got to just well, jump the shark and go to streaming. And yeah, it's so going to suck in the short term, but we think we are, it's a chips are all in. This is our push to get the younger fans, and we'll see if it works. I don't know. That might happen at some point. So let's say, theoretically, NASCAR could make, what, $2 per person? Is that is that likely if they did that? And a million people watch that, it's $2 million per race? Yeah, something. Well, it's, well I mean, it would just, it's like Amazon. That. I don't know how the I don't know how the money would exactly work. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure how it would work. Yeah, it's like it's not pay per view. Million. It would be you know you pay per month or per year, whatever it is mm -hmm. for like Amazon Prime. Oh or yeah, or whatever. yeah. Uh, the, the 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 problem with this though is we're talking about this in the mind of 2024, 25. NASCAR's yeah. wanting to do an eight to ten year deal again, and then unlike the NFL, unlike the NBA, they don't have the leverage to strong arm the networks and say we need to change this now. We need to yeah. change this to to like so what what they're signed into now. Might be the same thing we see signed uh, signed in when the next negotiations come up in 2033 or 2035. And by then, we might have like a whole thing where we just have a hologram around us watching the race from home. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, might, cool. we, we might just be able to do something where we select select which driver I want yeah. to sit in with this race and we'll, we'll ride along. The next thing that they, you know, they have like little shotgun cameras in like every car now. The mm -hmm. next thing they got to do is make those 360 cameras where I can sit in a VR headset and like ride shotgun with Chase Elliott and like just watch the race that way. You know what that's next. cool is if they made That's a, what they got to do next. And I, and I, I swear, I'm, that was the last thing and I won't get off topic it, here. But you what would be cool good. would be, and you could market this to people who don't watch NASCAR is um, 
is like, okay, we're going to make a VR kind of deal. You put it on and you are in the car riding shotgun through a NASCAR historical moment, whether it's like a finish like Craven Bush uh-huh. or it's, it's like, you know, a Daytona 500 or something crazy like Brendan Gaughan's flip. And you can see from like firsthand. I don't know how you do uh, that. It probably takes <laughs> falling out of my recliner. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, I, I, I would want to be. I'd want to be in Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s car in 1998 to see what it was like going for, you know, trying to hold off and yeah. finally win. Well, because the technology's not there yet, but you know it's going to get there. It's amazing It'll how fast it works. So, like, that, I'm, I know, I'm just speaking purely hypothetical. I've lost the plot at this point, but I just, I, I came to <laughs> no, my head, I like, like, like got to say this going. while I'm thinking about it. No, I like where it's going. But at the same time. the Josh Williams conversation as long as we can. We're teasing the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess boy. I guess we need to finish the cup race. Hey, hey, look, uh, there's a lot of a lot of questions with TV ratings, but uh, certainly not a question with uh, what's next. What's next on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast? The poll, the famous iceberg poll. Jared, I need some water. Oh, get some water. Yeah, Jared, take us away. <laughs> uh, all right, so I asked everybody. I have it pulled. I actually have it pulled up this time. As long as YouTube oh. doesn't. Uh, Nope, never mind. YouTube reset it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I had it pulled up. Uh, But what I asked was, uh, what did you think of the 2023 and Better Health 400? Uh, 12% of you said it was great. 48% said it was good. 60% of you then were the net positive. 25% of you said that it was average. Uh, 9% below average and 5% said bad. So 14% net negative. Uh, I ask all of you now. The first comment, was it positive, negative, or meme? It was Tank Slapper that put it. Meme. 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 Everyone agrees. Mem. Uh, he put 36 train emojis. <laughs> we were right. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, meme indeed. Choo-choo. All yes. right. Certainly saw some choo-choo racing, for sure. Well, looking at the comments from the poll, uh, top one that I have on my screen is from Parker. Uh, Parker, <laughs> sorry. Uh, he put uh, respect to Keselowski and Logano for racing clean at the end. Brad is one hundred percent right. You can race clean. Uh, you can have like you can race clean finishes at the end of these races. Uh, solid overall, seven point five out of ten. Uh, Farkle eight thousand was next up. Said ever since beginning to watch NASCAR in twenty twenty after the pandemic break. I've never wanted Brad Keselowski to win so badly. What a heartbreak for the number six team and RFK. Hey, not necessarily a full heartbreak. They were still, they're fifth in points. They're pretty good. They're still pretty good overall. Finally finished out, out a race. It, it stings. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, let's see. From Irving Boy 11-2 with a Chase Elliott uh, 9 as their profile pick. Mm-hmm. Uh that was Penske domination right there. I wanted Brad to win so bad, though. I think Brad really? Kozlowski became, like, the underdog hero last yeah. year. Yeah, really, it's Ford domination overall as well. <laughs> uh, Damien0816 said, stage one and two, snake, snake, snake. <laughs> <laughs> stage three, absolute. Uh, Brad Kozlowski almost won this race. I'm not picking these all because of Brad Kozlowski. There's just that many people talking about it. They were happy to see him right up front. Uh, NASCAR comparison says, was that the race in person? The stands were packed. Uh, There was so much energy in the stands. The last 40 laps felt like a real super speedway race and a great finish. 
although Keselowski didn't win, it was still a good race. The broadcast did not do this race justice, 7.5 out of 10. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just, I'm just not crazy about it because the broadcast isn't doing it for me. Yeah. Um, that's what I've heard personally. Like, I, yeah, I've heard it's, that it's a, a legit, it's a legit concern. Yeah. Legit criticism. Uh, let's see. Uh, Media Madness, the first one that doesn't mention Keselowski and it's not uh, positive. Uh, I haven't really been wowed by a race yet this year. The Daytona 500 was the best for me so far. Well, not, yeah. not negative either, just sort of honest. Yeah, just honest. Like uh, Chewy, uh, not Chewbacca, says, uh, this was a great race. New pit road entry made it exciting and very skill-based. Great finish, although I'm sad to see Brad Keselowski lose. Great race. I, I think Brad Keselowski became an underdog hero this past year and a half. Yeah. And, and and Kyle Bush. <laughs> especially, yeah, I mean, with the way Kozlowski was struggling last year, and now it looks like early on he's uh, began to turn it around. So we'll see. One of those feel-good stories for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have. Are so, we down to the gutter comments yet? <laughs> gutter, we're just going to call him that now? Yeah. <laughs> I, at least I am. Uh, I've been voted into the gutter. All right. Uh, I I always know that the last three are not bad. Like I can I can actually read them. All right. Uh, but I want to try and find a couple that aren't negative first before we go there. But, uh, yeah, I've, I I want to I want to oh there's Hank Slapper's comment popped up again with thirty six trains. <laughs> um, Elaine says these races are crappy when there's no practice. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay then. Um. NXLXN said shorten the race. They already did. Yeah, they, they did. It was 500 last year, Which now it's 400 this year. I appreciate it. I think 400 yeah. was a good length for this race. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to the last three then. We'll get to the gutter comments. Uh, first one's from right. T. Schultz, who has, I don't understand how anyone can enjoy that crap. I didn't say that. They did. <laughs> okay. Uh, Evan, Evan Nucula is down here. Wow. Oh. Uh, wow. You, uh, puts finally a Chevy doesn't win. <laughs> and that got downvoted. Wow. Yeah, of course. The Chevy fans are Chevy yeah, fans are serious. They're crazy. Uh, yeah. But my JM. <laughs> uh, Tyler Anthony with the lowest voted comment. No responses to this one though. Uh, says worst race I have ever watched. Most boring <laughs> event to come across my TV. Wasted my Sunday with this crap. This package at Atlanta is not entertaining. The stages is not entertaining. Great grammar. Uh, and we need something changed. Please. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Okay. I, like, I, I'm not even the most positive person about it, but still that some of those were yeah. uh, a little overboard, but yeah, what do, that was how, do, how do you think, how do you think the Chevy fanboys are reacting to the, you know, confirmed news that the Camaro is effectively maybe not being discontinued, so, but will be so, reimagined in a couple of years. Yeah. So I, I put that out on Twitter and I said, uh, who do you, what do you think replaces the Camaro in NASCAR? You know, thinking, you know, maybe they just don't have it in the sport. A lot of people saying maybe the Malibu or something like that. Then people are saying Corvette. Some people are just saying, well, the next, the next Camaro. I, I heard this a while back. I'm, not even sure they might be taking a break from the Camaro, to be honest. I think I don't know it, what they're doing. I think that was the plan. I saw that uh, the Camry, I think, is getting a redesign, too. So oh, that's well, it's, it's, already, it's already nice how it is. Yeah, I saw it was like, it has this weird thing where there's like two headlights on each side. It's 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 odd looking. Uh, it's, it's probably just trying to match up to all the trucks and SUVs they've changed here recently. Yeah, yeah. so I, I would assume we'll probably see 
a uh, a Toyota change pretty soon if that's which I always think that is interesting because you don't you don't think of it doing much, but when they change up the noses on these and it has to affect NASCAR, it does make a little difference at first. We saw the Camaro struggle so much in 2018 until yeah. until they they made some changes. Well, I think it was 2020 they gave it more of a flattened profile yeah. versus like. I think the one that's behind Eric, I think that's uh, a, t- a post-2020 change where it's more rounded, I think. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, that's 2021. Yeah, it's not as pointy. Yeah, round. nice bumper. Round, the round-shaped bumper. So yeah. I should do that. That was, <laughs> okay. uh, that was pole. But yeah. yeah, so that'll do it for the famous Iceberg Pole on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. All right, so we've held this off long enough, boys. Xfinity. The Xfinity race happened. Free Austin Josh. Hill wins. Look, all right, let's get through this really quick. Austin Didn't Hill wins. Nothing. Shocker. Um, then uh, Justin Allgaier said something he about He parked it like he said you did. He did. Let's, let's talk about Josh Williams, y'all. Let's get right into it. So for those who were living under a rock and didn't see what happened, Josh Williams had a piece of bare bond just completely leave his car. It was super windy out there. Under it was caution. Hard to keep it on there. Under caution. Yes, under caution for the record. Um, and as a result, uh, he was told to park it by the uh, NASCAR officials. So he did park it. He, he followed the he, rules. Listen, he followed the rules and parked it. But it just so happened to be right at the start finish line under caution he, and walked he, back to his car. He knew darn well they weren't going to like that. Yeah. And, uh, he gave the peace sign and everything. Okay, and then, I wasn't the only one who, real quick, I wasn't the only one who thought he didn't give the peace sign, right? I thought, we all knew what we were thinking he was throwing so, yeah, back I, to. And I think, I don't know if Noah is still in the chat, but Noah Lewis had a film, and he, he moved mm-hmm. his, he moved his, phone out of the way i think he thought he was flipping him off but uh nah, i don't i don't he wasn't and shout out to noah lewis he was at the right place at the right time have to be on pit lane as all that was going down and then the funniest yeah. part to me um one of the greatest quotes of all time what are they gonna do find me can't afford to pay it and then and then wendy venturi or i think um that's her name yeah wendy, yeah, venturini, wendy venturini. Yeah, she was about to interview him and uh um she asked him you ready and, and then he says, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> but, but but then uh, Regan Smith stepped in and said, no, they're not going to let no, us. No, we can't let you. And then he does a little, hey, do that, do it for and me. Then, and then he got kidnapped hard. and put in jail for two and a half hours. Yeah. He, he was in timeout. He did so not he collect $200. He was in timeout, but... He was he um uh, but they fed him a uh, a lot of Papa John's pizza. Yes, yeah, so they they oh. gave they gave him more Papa John's than my uh, subscribers got for a couple of years. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I God. forgot about that. But yeah, look, and as a result, uh, so Josh Williams was stuck for in the holler for the rest of the race, and then as soon as he came out, um, he came out to a lot of media attention, including from me and Danny. We were waiting. We were the first hey, ones waiting. How long so, were we so, waiting there? Hey, right, side, so, side note, side note. Let me just say, we, we got there. We were first in line at like, not like it, it was probably like fifteen laps to go, I think, or ten. Fifteen laps, laps to, go. to go, and we stood there for at least over an hour. We're first in line, right at the exit of the holler. And the line starts with us. Everyone starts coming in. Uh, I, I think I looked back. I saw Weaver. I saw the guy from Front Stretch. I saw uh, Dustin Long, Bob Pockers, Jim Utter. Quite a few of them are there. And then there's Jordan Bianchi hanging over at the side. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking, Bianchi's going to get this, ain't he? Because yeah. what happens? They come out. They see all of us and they go out the side door. <laughs> so all, we all had to run to the side. Yeah, we all start running and getting the, trying to get the scoop. 
But uh, afterwards, he was uh, obviously a lot more uh, uh, cooler headed uh, than four hours before. And uh, he was like, yep, I'm sorry. I didn't agree with it at the time, but hey, it's a, it's a, it's in the rule books. And I'm sure I'll be hearing uh, um, about it from them on Tuesday. And then, yeah, yesterday it was announced Josh Williams suspended for just one race. Uh, happens to be Coda, but um, no fine at all. So he just gets a week vacation and uh, more attention than he uh, ever oh, asked before. Oh, oh. I'm just gonna be honest. He come out very good on this. He he, he does he doesn't have to go to race a road course that he probably wasn't gonna have the greatest finish at. Someone else gets to hop into the car. It could potentially get the car better in the owner's points, and uh, he now has grown his brand way more than it ever was. I guarantee. Uh, he might not be able to race NASCAR this weekend. He's probably got an offer to go race something like a like a dirt light model or something this weekend. Someone yes. wants him in a car this weekend. I, I want to say this. You know what this has all the energy of to me, especially right. since I told him to park it and he parked it on the front stretch. Is like when it, when you when when a kid is told to do something by their parents, they find the loophole, get in trouble, say, I did what you told me to, and they say, It's not what you said, it's how you said it. <laughs> that's the mm-hmm. now we because you you it's like one of those you damn well know that you're doing this wrong you're doing this terrible you probably should have gotten some kind of penalty for it for it for the action you did but i just love the fact that you need to park the car sir yes sir parks it yeah, right at the gotcha. finish line i just love and the also, fact that antonio brown tweeted it out yeah and i was just about to say that too <laughs> antonio brown happened to say because i put something in uh, one of our uh, group chats and i was like damn this is our version of antonio brown and then t- 10 minutes later all of a sudden oh there he is there he is again <laughs> antonio brown tweeting about it he later deleted it but you know the internet you know nothing's ever really deleted right so just we uh screenshotted that but uh but yeah and then it was uh trending on twitter as well so I don't know. I, I think Josh Williams got off. Um, I wouldn't say he got off totally scot-free. He is suspended, but hey, it doesn't have to pay a fine and he gets all this attention, you know, the most attention he's ever gotten. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Eric? Do you agree with me? Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know exactly how the suspension is going to affect him. It obviously hurts the driver points, but the team's going to put a pretty good driver with Alex LeBay behind the wheel. So owner points wise, the team might be end up okay out of all this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I think you know, when I first, when they first announced the suspension in my head, I'm like, that's harsh. I, I wouldn't have gone quite that harsh, but you know, more, more than I think about it, considering Josh Williams, situation that may not, that may be, a, it may be okay for Josh. He, he's probably not going to, uh, you know, hate it too much. Um, I thought the problem, here's the way I see this is the, the call that NASCAR made to, <laughs> to, um, what, what was funny. Someone said he got paid an exposure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very um, much so. I thought NASCAR made a bad call Saturday night. I think it was an over-enforcement, overreaction. They needed sort of someone to sort of scapegoat for how disastrous the first 40, really the first like 80 laps of that race were going. And so they enforced a rule that they never enforced. Uh, and so I got why Josh Williams was upset. He absolutely deserves a penalty for parking his car on a hot racetrack, walking off without any officials or safety personnel there to escort him. Uh, like, absolutely, that deserves a penalty, no doubt. But I thought NASCAR choosing to suspend him rather than fining him, which Denny Hamlin might have paid paid off, 
uh, you know, I, th- I thought that was kind of harsh, but you know, like you, like you said, Danny, he might be fine missing a week. The team might be okay with it with Alex LeBay driving. I, I, yeah, like they could have a top 10 run this weekend, which I don't know how good of a road racer Josh Williams is. I think he's okay. Uh, he's a short track guy. Yeah. Um, putting that car last year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. So I, I think they will be, I think the team will be fine, but you know, the exposure yeah, is definitely I, good. And I saw Josh was selling those. Uh, I was shocked by this when I looked this morning, but he tweeted about that, uh, that pretty cool t-shirt design. And, yeah. uh, the, you know, these, all the proceeds are going towards different charities that Josh Williams has worked with. But that one tweet had like 5,000 likes, three or 400,000 uh, impressions at the he's time. He's doing like, exactly wow. what he needs to do. Cash yeah. in on this. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 that's yeah. not even him cashing in. I just thought it was it, the attention, the fact that sorry, he's lingered. Sorry. I say cash in, but cash in for the right cause. Yeah. yeah. I right like the, but the fact that the attention is stuck pretty well for now, you know, this is where four, four days removed from the race and people are still sort of. Mm-hmm murmuring about it like that's yeah it's kind of lame because at the end of the day what did he do he didn't really do anything he just parked his car and walked he off just walked back. he made a statement a to the man but exactly and nascar fans i think more so than fans in any other sport love when you stick it to the people in power you know it's a lot of anti-government anti-authority it's you know anti-suits. you stick it to nascar we love you yeah exactly well uh, it's that rebel like mentality yeah. that it, that For outlaw sure. mentality. very rebellious it um, it draws it's it's drawn out what i've noticed in my comment section i'm sure you guys probably noticed this too it draws out that crowd always says i stopped watching nascar years ago <laughs> these are the decisions that are putting nascar in the ground yeah <laughs> like i did see that clip of him on twitter on uh door bumper queer they're like where they're like so what was it like in there so uh i asked them can i get my backpack no can i get something to eat no can I get something to drink? No. Can I get my phone? No. It was just constant. Nothing. <laughs> Sit there. Can I watch the race? No. No. They just told him no on everything. Damn. Can, 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 can I breathe? <laughs> Good. Partially. <laughs> but, no, but no, Josh. Yeah, Josh Williams though. Yeah, he's definitely taking advantage of this. I think his Twitter grew from like twelve k to like twenty six thousand in this span in less than a week. Oh, and uh, and side note, the spotter Josh Williams. I think he said, "Let's just make it clear it was the oh. driver, not me." And also, fun fact: the spotter was Reed Sorensen, former Xfinity oh driver, Georgia Nate. It was Reed Sorensen. I did hear better. he he like he was so he was Josh Williams' spotter. Yeah, yeah, and so he's based, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. He, he went into. I guess he went down there. And he's like, hey, buddy, I hear you get stuck down here. Oh, wait, they didn't call you down? No, they didn't call me down. I'm free. Because <laughs> like, usually they call the crew chief, yeah. the owner, and the spotter. Everybody. The NASCAR hauler. And I guess they just want the crew chief and the owner. I mean, in this kind of situation, those guys couldn't stop that from happening. But also, though, at, well, Reed Sorensen, I mean, he let them know, or I don't know if I don't know if it was his spotter or his crew chief, but one of them let him know, like, hey, like, so they're uh, parking you. I don't know why. Hey, uh, do do what you got to do, basically. <laughs> That's well, what they were yeah. implying a little bit. Yeah, they, they were like, like hey, it sounded whatever. like there was a lot of silence when Josh explained it. He said, like, so wait, I'm parked, and they kind of just didn't say anything because they were probably arguing with the official. And he said, hey, do what and you then, want here. Do what you want. Yeah. I'm like, okay, and he took that well, to heart. Took that to heart. <laughs> it was hey, memorable. You know, Def- yeah, it was exactly. the most memorable. It was the most entertaining part of Saturday, I would yeah. I would say. Because the racing certainly wasn't. It, it was, that was so, mm, I, until I, the end was okay. But yeah. I just got to say this. There were so many cautions that Claudia left about midway before stage two, just before the Josh Williams thing. And she went to the Hawaiian 
uh, the special edition Hawaiian famed Chick-fil-A that has a has a different uh, menu than most other Chick-fil-A's, which was 25 minutes away from the Speedway. She went there, ordered us food, drove back 25 minutes, and got there just as stage three was beginning because that's how many cautions there was. Oh, boy. wow. Those Chick-fil-A drive throughs are fast, so that also probably hey, helped. Now, that Chick-fil-A specifically, though, the best one. That's my most favorite. we had chicken tacos uh like yeah, i've always wanted to try that special pineapple uh yeah. famed the uh, nuggets and and, and it's not called fries. chick-fil-a right it's called it's named after like the owner or the founder it's, or something. it's called truitt's luau yeah yeah there you go so yeah. you, it sneaks up on you if you don't know what you're looking for you won't mm-hmm. see it yeah yeah well i think that's a, that oh go ahead go ahead i, I, was gonna say, I think that's a, i just wanted to say i at one point like i ran down to my car like fixed something underneath the dash came back up and we were still in caution because the cautions are <laughs> yeah. so long too. So I didn't miss any, I mean, I had it on my phone too, but I didn't miss anything. Like yeah. I, I went and picked up a pizza. So yeah, like basically, yeah. I mean, is there anything left to really talk about as far as the Xfinity race is concerned? I mean, like Josh Williams, you know, he stole the show and then Austin Hill wins again. And then now Daniel Hemrick though, um, and Kligerman, they both, you know, wrecked uh, towards the end. There. Yeah. But, and, uh, and I felt bad for my boy, Brennan Poole, uh, had a good top yeah. 15. He still finished top 15, but ended up destroying yeah. a car. Um, yeah. that was a shame, but um, so yeah, yeah, the Xfinity race happened, uh, and then okay. And- well, can we talk about uh, the the really quick the Garrett Smithley uh, oh, okay, spot under ahead. the bus? Go, yeah, go ahead. Go <laughs> That's ahead. right. That was, I just oh, yeah. it was, that was funny. I, I at least figured we'd honorable mention. Not, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm on Smithley's side on that one. I I, I mean I don't know. I I my thing is Garrett Smithley's had a few of these moments. <laughs> yeah, not the first career. time. Kansas not the first Okay, moment yeah, by moment, I'm gonna go with him on this one because I felt like yeah. it, it. What I what I heard. Of it sounds like like he was told to go up there. I, I think the spotter right. kind of missed it a little bit, but yeah, yeah. He was the but, one at Kansas in 2019. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, just I said. was there. Yeah. How did oh, that, you were out there. You know, I was like, man, that, I sort of got. I thought I've seen him do something. Yeah, it did. I was yeah, there. I remember my dad and I. Yeah. I remember my dad and I both watching that. And he's coming out. They're like they're coming out of the corner, and my dad and I both are leaning over like, that that doesn't look right. That that's not good. That's uh, not, oh no! no. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't mean to throw him under the bus, but it was just it well, was. No, he's got I saw he apologized on Twitter later for how he kind yeah. of reacted, and I just I just wanted to at least mention it because it was his first nah. race with JD Motorsports since they effectively bought out that four car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, not a great start. Not, yeah, a, great not start a great start for, for him. Uh, this yeah. is what his third but, time with the team or something. Right something here? like that. He's been yeah. there before. Well, let me just say this: that happened of Garrett Smithley. The old driver of that four car went and got a top five in the oh, truck yeah. race. Yeah, right. I was proud of Bailey. Yep. He ended up fourth in, the, in a Nice truck. Good for him. That, that's a perfect segue. Christian Eckets wins. Uh, is this his uh, first Christian win of the Eckitz? season? Or Eck, how do you say it? Eckets. That's right. Eckets. Eckets. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to say it. You're right. really <laughs> pronouncing the K. He put a T in there. No, Darren's oh not used God. to it without hearing it like this. Christian Eckes. Yeah, yeah, that's what Eckes. it is. That's well, we miss you, bro. We miss you. But nah, he scores a win. His first win for uh, Bill uh, Bill McNally Racing uh, in the 19. Uh, tough battle uh, uh, between him and Nick Sanchez, which Nick Sanchez, uh, give him props. I mean, yeah. he, uh, he uh, missed a gear. I thought his uh, day was over and then comes back and ends up finishing second. Good run for yeah. him. 
I'd yeah, like a Dick Sanchez of the of the handful. We've talked a lot about Raja Karuth. We all like Raja. But he's he's, he's one he's been who's solid. really he's really Nick, solid. Yeah. yeah, Nick Sanchez has been one of the drivers that's come out of Rev Racing and like mm-hmm. he's he's exceeding my expectations so well, far. So I was also, happy to see him run Remember well. too, he does have, I believe, a couple of Arca wins. He has yeah, at least one so. Arca win. He has at least one at Kansas. I know. I of. think he has a couple, but I'll look it up because now I'm curious. Yeah. But he has Maybe at I'm, least yeah. he has at least one Arca win. Um, and yeah, he's already. Um, I mean, he has Gamebridge as the uh, as a title as a sponsor for his team. It's got a lot going on for him so far. So really interesting to see how they he progress won, throughout the season. He won three Arca races last year. See, there you go. Yeah, see, that's, so yeah, that's... he's already already proven his worth. Proven his worth so far. But um, I mean, the Truck Series race. I mean, it, anything really happened of any special? I mean, like. It was just another super speedway truck race to me. So it happened. Yeah. Yeah. It, it happened. Yeah, I didn't see the first half of the race. I only saw yeah, the end of the finish. Yeah. Came and went. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't right. miss much. Nah. We are now at that point in the show. Oh, my goodness. It is already 8 30 here. But 90 you know minutes what? in. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what, though? Uh, we didn't really have too much to talk about tonight other than the uh, racing that took place last well, week. Well, the racing and, coming up, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm getting to that. And the racing coming up, of course. But first, we have reached that point of the show. We are now at the first Super Chat stage break of the night. So uh, I'm about to gotcha. uh, start off reading Super Chats. Yep. And as soon as I start off, begin the timer. Uh, YouTube community standards. Oh, God. Oh, God. Please, please, please don't delete my channel. Please. Thank you so much for the $2 Super Chat. Says Boo, Harvick, and Logano. Oh, here we oh. go. Off to a great start. Wow. Alex that's, Luff. A, that's a good way to violate the YouTube community standards. <laughs> Al- Alex Luff, thank you so much for the $50 super chat. Right wow. before the show, too. Very dedicated fan base. Really appreciate it. Joey Logano is like how the rated R superstar, Edge, was in his prime. When you think you're um, you're rid of him, um, you hear his music. He comes out with the, uh, with the sick, sadistic look in his eyes. And before you know it, spear! Or in the, or in this case, last lap pass. Yeah. Dude, when I think of Joey Logano, I think of sick and sadistic. <laughs> I think of I think of giggles. I think of, eh, eh, eh. yeah, basically. Now, now, now I'm just gonna have to imagine Joey Logano always coming out the edge of music on this day. I say clearly. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love this name, Americans against. Uh, um, uh, excuse me, Americans against Mike Joy. Thank you so much for the two dollars. No, 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 we're not approved. We're not against him, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, we are but, not uh, endorsed by this this group. But uh it says uh Boo Harvick and Boo Corporate Hack Mike Joy. Oh god, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa. We do not endorse oh. that message. That. <laughs> Chill out, bro. Bro, relax. No. no, no. We love Mike Joy, bro. All right. There's gonna, party- there's gonna be someone do a poor edit and say like they're gonna cut out what I just we said and make a sound like Mike Joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barney the Dinosaur, thank you so much for the $5 super chat. I love you. You love me. Let's get together and boo Harvick. Oh, no. <laughs> and a, no, and I'm not done. With a great big jeer and kiss from me to you. No, we know you hate Harvick too. Yeah. So obviously, the super a lot of chats Harvick on your channel are wacky, Darius. Yeah. Yeah. Keyboard and, warriors. And we are not done yet. <laughs> we are not done yet because we have. Jar Jar Binks with the next two super chats, a um a um uh two six hour super chats uh, uh combined. I really appreciate it. Um oh oh Misa back now so Wisa 
gonna boo boo these hypocrite and cheater boy Harvick, these corporate hack Mike. Oh gosh, it's, it's the same things. It's the same things. And then the we second know- one says these uh, Atlanta race was bad. Last year is better. Boo Kevin Harvick. <laughs> we now know who the leader that of that last group is. Anti-establishment NASCAR fans or something. <laughs> yeah, for real. And then Isaac with the five dollar super chat. Why Kenseth is the goat? Ooh, Eric, you're gonna love this. <laughs> he. He he did God's work in 2015, taking out the two faced hat <laughs> known as known as Joey Logano. One oh, more, one more. Oh, and and it also led to Jeff Gordon's final win as well. Ha ha. And then for the last one, um, shout out to Eric W for becoming an official BFM channel member, but also gifting ten different BFM channel memberships. Thank you so much, bro. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So awesome. that'll do it. So that'll do it for this uh this first edition of the Super Chat stage break. But we are now getting at that point in the show. The weather's been a little little chaotic, hasn't it? It's been a little Danny chaotic. You got to go. <laughs> but I think I think I think I'm getting I think I'm getting something and it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly podcast. Hopefully the mic didn't blow out. It did. Jared, what do you I'm have on Not that bad though. <laughs> well, we got we got a little bit here. Let's let's roll through this. So uh, earlier in the week slash weekend, uh, it was announced that Kevin Harvick would drive the white and red number twenty nine car that was the same scheme that he drove uh, for his first win after replacing Dale Earnhardt in two thousand one and throughout that entire season. Uh, Very cool. Christopher Bell would be running the number sixty one for Hattori at North hmm. Wilkesboro. This Random. one blew my mind here. <laughs> this was a big story, actually. Uh, I guess one of Jeremy Clement's crew members oh, no. was caught stealing and selling VIP passes. Has been fined uh, $25,000 and indefinitely suspended. So Boys. I didn't know until that that was actually a thing that was made illegal until recently. And I, wow. I, text, I texted Jerry Jordan about this when I saw this article. And I said, I don't want to say who it was because it's six years ago. It doesn't matter at this point. But someone prominent on a team once before I was ever doing YouTube, once offered to sell me hot passes. And wow. now I look back at that, it's like, ooh, I'm glad that I didn't go for that. And I'm glad that uh, they didn't do that. Well, I'm sure that, they might, I'm sure they might have done I'd that for seen, somebody, but. I'd seen people like selling them in the past as yeah. parts of different things. I don't know how it works. I don't no. know what the rule is now, but it, it's uh, not something I have to sell. So <laughs> I don't, I don't have any I, to sell if I wanted to. So it's okay. And I will say this. I didn't, I couldn't really tell who it was. But at one point, so there's a difference between the VIP pass and an essential pass. An essential pass is more like a weekend hard card to go do work that you need to do. I saw one person with an essential pass just out getting autographs. I thought that was kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, another uh, another thing to add on. I'm, I don't know how to segue out of that one, but uh, another way to move on here is uh, with some track house news and possibly both Ross Chastain news. Uh, Trackhouse is still the odds-on favorite to land Anheuser-Busch starting in 2024. So, uh, mm. man, SHR <laughs> is really going that RFK. Damn. Right? Yeah. I want to <laughs> see Ross Chastain in flannel become well, the new Bush guy. Well, speaking of funny. Ross Chastain, he will be commemorating his first win that was at this race a year ago by dropping a watermelon off the Coda Observation Tower. And now I love I'm it. really wishing I would have been there. Credit to Jeff Gluck for tweeting that one out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Krause will be driving the number 10 colleague car at Richmond's Xfinity mm-hmm. race. 
Very interesting. This is the very, chance of a lifetime. Very good opportunity for a him. Surprise, yeah. I, I was surprised to read it, but I'm happy for him. I hope he does well. Interesting timing uh, after the truck race this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> McDonald's will be the sponsor of the Chicago street race, according to Adam Stern. Yeah. Uh, I, are they based I, I, in Chicago? They, they are. I feel like I feel like landing a Chicago-based company might help save that a little bit. Well, I don't know. Do, do Chicago? What are they called in Chicago? Do Chicago citizens view McDonald's as like a local company? <laughs> I don't I know. Don't they know. Dude, I avoided Chicago. <laughs> oh, McDonald's. It, it would yeah, look Chicago. It, yeah, okay. it would look bad on the city of Chicago to shut down an event that already has a huge national. Uh, company backing it that is based there in Chicago. Uh, we'll so, see if it, how long it lasts, though. So two other things. Before the show, I told the three hosts that I was going to read this. I, I want to see their genuine reactions. Um, I might have talked about it before, but still, it's fun to talk about. So this I found on on NASCAR Reddit from user Michael Waltrip's Taco, um, <laughs> and and he was saying this about plans in the early two thousands that. Uh, that NASCAR and different people in power had floated out there originally that they thought they could do at the time. And it, one of them, of course, I have to bring Chicagoland into it, was Chicagoland Speedway was actually designed to have the possibility of expansion in mind for the grandstands, with the final stage being an expansion that, quote, would consist of a Bristol Coliseum-type seating capacity completely surrounding the Speedway. Which is a mile wow. and a half, three times the size of Bristol. It's <laughs> around a whole mile and a half. That would have been bold. To yeah, be that fair, yeah. To be fair, Michigan, when it was at its biggest, had seats I all the way to turn that. two, and only the back stretch was clear. So, yeah. Te- Texas had seats all the way down the back stretch yep. and pretty far mm-hmm. into turns one and turns four. So but it's just mm-hmm. with the with the knowledge we have now, <laughs> it, it is really interesting. It's an, it's interesting to see the ideas had back then. I would love to see more of those ideas because. Like 20 years from now, NASCAR, for all we know, NASCAR could be bigger in 20 years than it was in the 2000s. We've seen in 20 years the difference. I would love to see the, the frame of mind that everyone was in back then with these kind of ideas. So I, I just thought that was really cool to put. Um, and then one last thing uh, to remind everybody out there, we've gotten a lot of entries so far, uh, but you have until April 19th to get your top 75 drivers of all time list planned out. Uh, up driver. Wish we wish we had that long. Yeah, yeah. The, the hosts only have till April fifth, so I already turned my in. I got my homework done. I'll early. I'll submit mine at eleven fifty nine p.m. before the due date. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask uh to just take ten points off mine. Take ten, ten <laughs> points off Griffin. Yeah. Everyone gets a ten places. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can do that to weekly podcast guest at gmail.com. Uh, I will be keeping track of all of these. Uh, but April 19th is the hard cutoff deadline for all y'all in the chat. So if you want to send it in, send it on in. Yep, send it. And I think that'll about do it. And that'll do it for this edition of the famous lightning round on the NASCAR weekly podcast. That's weekly podcast guest at gmail.com, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. I'm putting that in the chat. Yeah. Just put that in the chat. Don't ask to be a guest. You will be. We don't do guests anymore. (laughs) Yeah. We're past the guest era over on our show. But um, but yeah. Next week we'll be joined by (laughs) (laughs) no. JK, if we really had the right thing, maybe. 
We, yeah. we do need to get another guest on at some it's point. It's been a while. Yeah, it's, yeah, been, it's a while. been a while. Yeah, we're not totally against it. But, you know, we like doing the show by ourselves, you know, a little bit yeah. more. No. But, uh, yeah. 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 We're all growing up. And, wow. We are now at that point in the show where we now get to preview this weekend's action. Coda! Dude, Circuit of the Americas. I've been looking forward to this race for a while now. Oh, man. Just so much of note. First off, for the first time in the NASCAR Cup Series since 2016 no stage yellows no that's no stage, stage yellows for those listening on audio oh i'm, I'm sorry no stage yellows i i'm sorry about that you got a little yeah. too excited sorry i got a little too excited uh, I, a little too I, excited I, I, I heard like no stage shows that's what i heard <laughs> no stage show all right so anyways in case you didn't hear me no stage yellows that's how excited i was um and now this is interesting as well choose rule will be used on a road course that'll be interesting i'm really Curious to see how that'll uh, shake up the lineups. Um, and then the 2022 restart zone size will be used uh, starting this week. Yes, so. they're shortening it back up again after five weeks of. Yeah. So they're going to short. Yeah, they're going to shorten it back up again. And, so uh, yeah. with with no stages, uh, I feel like, or, or sorry, no stage cautions. I feel like NASCAR is going to have that button on the on, button on the trigger, just waiting for anything that's just worth it. Just waiting. You know they are. You already know they are. We've seen it. We've seen them do it. How many times this year? Like twice, three times, I think. So you already know. You already know. Um, All the cameras will be on the porta potties. They're they're going to miss everything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have a triple header weekend: uh, trucks, Xfinity, and then Cup. Um, let's go. Let's go over them. So the Truck Series race. Uh, the name for the truck series race, the XPEL Expel. 220. Oh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Expel. I'm just like, oh. Expel. Expel. I was like, I didn't know. Yeah. Expel. Expel. So the You're Expel. Expel yeah, so, <laughs> so the Expel 225. <laughs> the Expel 225. A total of 42 laps. Um, uh, the weather, okay, yeah, so um, it's supposed to take place on Saturday, uh, 82 degrees, uh, mostly sunny with only a 2% chance of rain. Sounds uh, like Austin, Texas to me. Yeah. And the uh, winner of the, the truck series race last year was Zane Smith. Now for the Xfinity series race, the pit boss 250, a total of 48 laps. The start time for that for this race is uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 and PRN. Um, the weather for this, it, it same day. So Saturday, 82 degrees, mostly sunny with a 2% chance of rain. The defending race winner is AJ Allmendinger. Now, um, really quick, Jared, um, I didn't see a time for the, uh, the truck race. I'm assuming it starts before or after before, the... uh, it okay, should right, be, I, I believe it's at two Eastern time. I okay. Say. Okay. 2 PM Eastern time. And yeah, same, same I, channel. I could be wrong. One. Yeah. Same channel, same channel FS1. And you can listen to it on PRN. I'm gonna um, double check just to be sure. Last thing I want to oh, do is tell people when it is, yeah, and then be double, wrong. Yeah, if we need to correct it, then I'll definitely correct it. As 1 for the thirty uh, p.m. Oh, one thirty. Yes, and on time. FS1, FS1, and PRN, MRN. Or? Oh, MRN. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, one thirty Eastern time for the Truck Series race. Um, you can watch it on FS1 and listen to it on MRN. Um, and finally, the Cup Series race taking place on Sunday, the the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix, a total of 68 laps. Damn, one short from 69. Come nice. on, just add that, add, that, add that 69 laps. Nice. Come on now. The start time is three is uh, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on Fox, and you can listen to it on PRN, the Performance Racing Network. Uh, hey, race I, will be, 
Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, can I add something to that uh, time real quick? Yes. Thought this was interesting. Just a little plug for what I'm doing this weekend. So the Bassmasters Classic Fishing Tournament is in Knoxville, Tennessee. We'll be there helping cover that. That's actually going to get some time on Big Fox right before the cup race. So if you want to watch something else, they'll be bass fishing from 12 to 3 and then immediately after that, NASCAR. So lots okay. of stuff to watch there. Nice. And this is the biggest fishing event of the year. That's right? the Super Bowl of bass fishing. Yeah. So yeah, I'll have to tune in myself. Definitely. The Daytona uh, 500 of bass fishing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if you if you will. Yes. The race will be taking place on Sunday at um, 81 degrees, uh, sunny with some clouds, but this time a 25% chance of rain. So be on the lookout for uh, um, those weather concerns. And now really quick, moving on to the NASCAR. Wait, hold on. Give me a second. Oh, sorry. Sorry. We're not at that point yet. I almost, I almost forgot. No, we have to get to the betting gods first. The famous betting gods of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast and then the Fantasy League. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm happy. I'm just a heads up. I won all of my stuff over the weekend, so I'm really happy about that. Um, but yeah, so as for the famous betting gods on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, um, yes, the favorites for this weekend. Kyle Larson enters in as the favorite at plus 650. Ross Chastain plus 800 as well as Kyle Busch. Tyler Reddick plus 900 and William Byron plus 1200. As for the best of the rest, AJ Allmendinger plus 1200, Ryan Blaney plus 1500, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sendrick, and Christopher Bell are also plus 1500. And now the famous underdog segment. I'm loving this. Alex Bowman almost won this race a season ago plus 2000. Jordan Taylor plus 4000. It'd be very interesting. He's making his NASCAR debut in the Chase Elliott. Uh, Napa 9 uh, Chevy for Hendrick Motorsports. Um, Kimi Raikkonen, plus 5,000, as well as Jimmy Johnson. And finally, Jensen Button, another former Formula One world champion, is entering this weekend at plus 10,000. So very interesting betting odds for this weekend. And really quick, moving on to the famous NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League. Uh, I won by a, a pretty huge margin, so I'm naturally I moved up in points. But in the main league, Sitting in P1, ladies and gentlemen, Danny B. White. Claudia is leading the points. And I'm married to the points later. Yeah, she's married to the points. Married to the points. At least later. somebody in that house isn't near the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and she is the only one so far in the uh, in the first league that has um, over a thousand points. So solid start to the season. Dang. In second is uh, is a uh, Toyota Tough. Third is is uh, in third place is a uh, Recky Spenhouse. In fourth is Black Flags Matter. Me that weekend did pay dividends. I'm now top five in the point standings. It's great to not be in the basement in some place. And finally, rounding out the top five is the NASCAR Bear. No, not the Cocaine Bear. The NASCAR Bear. So good movie, by the way. Funny movie. And as for the NWP Fantasy League Two. The second fantasy league, we have um, um we have the uh, the uh, same results or similar results as last week. Oh no, dot dot, we suck again. Blaney's pit crew currently in the lead, followed by Racer Roar forty eight. And third is a uh, girly man 05. In fourth, Black Flags Matter. I'm fourth in both leagues, baby. Let's go. Consistency Consistent. is key. Yep, consistency is key. And rounding out the top five is unofficial Illinois representative John Wise, not Josh Wise. It says John Wise. So. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for playing, and we will continue to play throughout the season. Yeah, but now, are. but now down to my well, this is Eric's most favorite segment. It's not really mine anymore for obvious reasons, but we got to keep playing it. Got to keep playing it. Still got a long season to go, it's not over. But, uh, it's time... or something? 
Uh, no. Oh, I thought he froze as dead. I was like, wait a minute. Oh my god. No, but, he's uh, just looking looking like a madman. He's happy. Yes, right now in the pick points. Eric Estep. Eric, 108 points. You are now 20 points ahead of the chat. We truly a, a dominating season. Yeah, very dominant start. Oh, it's too hot. Yes, cool him off, boys. Cool him off. Exactly. In P3 is Jarrett. He's minus 25. Danny B in fourth, minus 30. And once again, your boy, Darian Gilliam, a.k.a. Black Lives Matter, a.k.a. your favorite basement boy of all time, is sitting minus 33. So I'm 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 close, but I'm still in the basement. So, mm. yeah. I think but my yeah, goal nice. is to get a crazy face from all of you and myself. I already got one from Darian, <laughs> and that will just change the face that's in the place every week. Yeah. Now let's do that. Yeah, got a, a ton of crazy faces. I don't know. Tonight, I don't know who what to put other than the the logo of the show for now on the chat. But <laughs> once I know what to put for the chat, there will be something there. <laughs> I, I feel like something like Jar Jar Binks would even be a good representative. Yeah, that can yeah, be a placeholder. Not? But I want. I want to see if we can get a real like we can just get something that screams chat. Maybe, maybe because he's yeah. gifting all the memberships, we'll just put Eric W's logo <laughs> for a week. And again, thank you, Eric W, for the gifting of the uh, channel memberships. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Picks. Eric, you go start us off. Who is going to win the Truck Series race? So I'm going to leave myself a little vulnerable with some of these picks tonight. Well, at least one of these picks. Uh, this guy is not racing every single week, but he's in a competitive truck this week. He's driving for Tricon Garage. And this is a dude who kind of got on everyone's map at uh, it was the Daytona road course in 2020 when he stepped into an RCR car, no prior cup experience, and finished top 10. Kaz Grala, quietly. Yeah usually in B or C tier level equipment is sneaking into the top five, the top 10 at road courses in the Xfinity and truck series. He's driving for Tricon. I think Kaz Garala, who actually ran the cup race here last year for uh, the money team. I think Kaz Garala wins the truck race. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who ran this race last year, was up front going for the win. I nearly picked him actually last year, uh, but I, I think I'm going to give him this uh, a try this time around with the way that different rides have swapped in the truck series. Uh, I'm going to go with Alex Bowman this week. I think that the seven is going to win the truck race and the this this great start to the season for Spire continues. <laughs> or at least Spire uh, affiliates. A lot of similar reasons to what Jared just said. I, I think I was debating between Alex and Kyle Bush. KBM being in the Chevy, mm, they'll still have a good truck. I don't know if it's going to be quite what they need for the road course, and I'm going to go with uh, Bowman to pick up the win. Yeah, so you guys read my mind, or or uh, since I'm in the basement, I read y'all's mind. <laughs> but uh, Alex Bowman is my truck series pick. What do and, we have in the chat? And we have, what, Dan, what, he kept it even more memberships. Thank you so much, Eric W. Wow, oh my goodness. I, I just realized, though, they gave the three of us a good chance to catch up on Eric. Yes. Come on, yes, Kaz. Dude. You got this. Come on, baby. I think uh, the poll should be between Zane and uh, Kyle Bush. All right. That seems to be yeah. the most even of them. Yeah, I'll make sure to start a poll. Poll? Poll? So uh, you said uh, uh, between who again? Say it again. 38 and 51. All right, 38 and 51. All right, I will put that, that up. Let's do that. Chat... We'll go to Xfinity. Yep, and while the chat does that, Xfinity picks. Guys, who is going to win the Xfinity Series race on Saturday? 
This one, uh, I mean, last year this would have probably been a really safe pick, but this year he's not full-time in this series, but it's still a college car. I think A.J. Allmendinger is going to win the Xfinity race. Yeah, I agree with Eric. This is uh, this is kind of like Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. He's going to come back, and he's going to dominate the series. In the road. I mean, come on. Last year I picked him for Portland, and I left the media center at Gateway sitting next to Danny, and he's like, yeah, sorry, buddy. Looks like my pick's going to beat you this time. Like, you, <laughs> AJ's already two laps down. I get to the hotel. AJ's up, like, that's an hour away. AJ's in fifth when I turn the TV on. So <laughs> I am I can never bet against AJ Allmendinger in these cars in this series. You know who was ahead at looking better at that time? Someone? You, you talk about return to king. No, return to champ. Ty Gibbs is in this race in the 19 car. I'm going to Ty Gibbs to win this race. Pick. Yep, we have a, a certain uh, amount of cup drivers in the field, but I'm surprised nobody picked this one, though. I think William Byron is on track to score the victory on Saturday in the 17th. We're all going cup guys. Gosh, damn. Leeches. I mean, there, there, there's four cup guys in this race. So Yeah. Eric Almirola is in the 08, too. All right. and oh, Chad, well, pick Almirola. Do it. Okay. They're and, saying the 10. They're saying the no, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're picking AJ for sure, so they're sticking yeah. with me and Eric. But I will say, uh, Darian, when the vote goes to an odd number, end the poll, because then it will give you which one is oh. the most ahead. So No, I just did. Hold on, hold on. Just did. Uh, it's just, you, you, you ended, ended on an even number. It was just at 51. No, that was a last second switch. The 38 was at 51. I swear to God, that 38 was well, at 51. Well, it's even now. We got to do oh it again. Oh, my God. Run it again. The 38 was at 51. New poll. New poll. Run it again. How did it change that quickly? <laughs> you, oh, my God. You, you messed up. Stop the count. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I swear it was at 51. And then it just automatically switches to, like, 50 as soon as I click something. I'm like, oh. So let me ask you all again. All right. <laughs> Now for Xfinity, uh, who did they pick for Xfinity? AJ. AJ. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, I figured they would do that. Okay, now moving on to our cup picks. Eric, who's going to suck this weekend at Coda? Uh, I wrote some notes down. I didn't really write much for this one. I'll just go Austin Dillon. He's not usually he's, – he's improved, but he's not usually a contender yeah. on road courses. A Pac-Man. What, nobody no, remember that John, reference is Johnson, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson, Johnson yeah. Oh, car. okay. Yeah, the Forgot. little Pac-Man car. Jimmy, Forgot he's, he's going to suck? Oh, Jared, come on. You can't oh, do this. I, I remember everything after 2016. Uh. <laughs> it's like a telltale game. Jared remembers that. Uh. Every time Jimmy wrecks, <laughs> Jared remembered oh, that. Hey, but remember when he wrecked at the Roval while battling for the win? Yeah, he didn't win, <laughs> Come though. on, now. He didn't win the race. Uh, yeah, he, he also still got, wrecked at the Roval. He also got eliminated know, from the... The playoffs, playoffs that wreck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, such a high for this guy last year. I'm going to tell you what. I don't see it going well two years in a row. I'm actually going to say Ross Chastain to suck in this one. Ooh, bold. That's actually. bold pick. That might bold be pick. even hotter than your than your troll take at the beginning of this. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I mean, how many people are going to be on his radar at this point? Ah, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, my who's going to suck pick. Um. He's been doing it all year, not not of um, not uh, uh, because of uh, any fault of his own, but uh, Ryan Priest. Something's gonna happen to that car. It always does, whether it's his fault or not. Unfortunately, so that's a pretty easy who's gonna suck pick. And as for the chat, I'm assuming that 
Yeah, Eric Amarola. And you can end usual. the poll now because Kyle Bush went ahead. Well, there we go. Now it's now. So now we have a clear winner. And, and, uh, and it's 158 votes again. We had wow. to go to a runoff. Yeah. <laughs> so Kyle Bush, yep, their truck pick. And yeah. Okay. So now the underdog, Eric, who is your underdog for Coda? Uh, underdog, I'm going Jordan Taylor. And I'll be honest, I thought about picking him to win this race, uh, especially at those odds you showed earlier, Darian. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, Jensen Button at plus 10,000. I don't know if those odds are still that way, but that's uh, that I well, he is in I, a Rick Ware racing car as well, though. But it's so Stuart Haas, yeah, I, I know, I, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good I mean, point. That, that gap is getting I, I would, smaller, though. I would consider yeah. <laughs> if if your preferred betting partner offers it. I would look into his odds for a top 10 and deeply consider it. Yeah, yeah but I'm going to go Jordan Taylor. I just think he's he's obviously the reserve driver for Garage 56, which means he's gotten a lot of next-gen experience. He's a great sports car racer. We know that. Um, and I think mm-hmm. these next-gen, these cup cars handle closer to you know IMSA cars than ever before. So I, I think there's a lot that plays into Jordan Taylor. I don't think he's just your run-of-the-mill cup series rookie. I think he's actually going to be He's not going to fire off immediately in contention. I wouldn't be shocked if he's 20th in practice, but I think come, you know, lap 40, lap 50, lap 60, he'll be running top five lap times. It'll be at least in the top 10. That's my guess. Okay. For mine, I'm going with uh, a guy last year that I think kind of got burned more because of stages and stage cautions. And since that's not going to be in the way this year, I think this guy can have more of a straightforward strategy and actually run for a win with strategy as well as speed. He ran well at road courses before, won Sonoma last year. I'm going Daniel Suarez as my uh, little dark horse underdog pick. A good one. And then for my underdog pick on this one, I'm going to go with the guy who caused all that drama. The or, no, 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 he didn't cause the drama. He was part of it. But A.J. Allmendinger uh, made everything get a little crazy there at the end. I'm going to say A.J. Allmendinger, my underdog, could steal it, but definitely a top five is coming his way. You just talked about this guy. Uh, I like Jensen Button at uh, 10,000 plus odds. Really good odds for at least a top 10 finish in a Stuart Haas racing prep car um, with uh, Rick Ware racing as, as well. So Jensen Button is my personal underdog pick. And then as for the chat, I'm assuming it's for Kimmy. I see a lot of 91s. Nobody else has picked Kimmy yet, so we'll just go with that. All right, cool. All right. Now for the main event, who's going to win? Who's going to win at Coda, points leader? This was a really tough one. So if you guys remember last year, did I sweep this weekend? I don't remember if I swept this weekend in picks, but I know I picked the cup winner correctly, and that was what helped me. For a brief period, pull away from the chat until I, no, the chat. I think you swept caught up. You swept last year, and I think I swept the first year. So this is a very that, sweepable weekend. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. But this weekend, I am so unconfident in my pick. So I, I'm gonna let you inside the inside the notes a little bit here. I was thinking Tyler Reddick, because Tyler Reddick won some road course races last year. He didn't put a wheel wrong at the Indy road course, whereas everybody else embarrassed themselves in some way or another. So I was very tempted to say Reddick, but then I remember that Toyota kind of struggled on road courses last year. Maybe they figured it out. It's a new year, some slight differences here and there for sure. But I don't know that I trust Toyota enough yet to say Tyler Reddick's a clear favorite to win this race. So when it was all said and done, I decided to go back with old reliable. The guy I picked to win last year, Ross Chastain. I think he's going to win it. He had a few top five, top 10 runs. He almost won the indie road course race, you know, sure on a technicality, but he was in contention at the end. I think Ross Chastain uh, wins this weekend. 
Well, speaking of old reliable, part of the reason in, in 2021 I did so well is because there was a reliable driver for me to pick. And, I, and this guy has, for me at least, seemed pretty fast uh, this year. It seemed to be a little bit better than this pace last year. Ran well at the road courses. Uh, won some road course races. Uh, and I'm going to pick him to win. He's the odds-on favor. I'm going Kyle Larson. This guy was really fast last year. This guy was really fast last year. They had a good strategy, unloaded a lot of speed, made a lot of ground up when they started to race real fast, stayed up there a lot, and Ian was battling for it. I wore this shirt for a reason. Yep, I'm going uh, for the first time this year. I'm picking the 48. This is the only race I intended to pick him for a long time, unless he gives me any other reason to believe he'll win another one. You picked him twice this weekend, so that's you're getting your money's <laughs> yeah. worth. I, 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 I mean, how often do I get him for a track race? So yeah, true that. Um, I'm going to stay within the Hendrick Motorsports camp, and Jarrett, you obviously looked at the betting odds because I am also going with Kyle Larson. He's the odds-on favorite for sure. Oh <laughs> no, please don't. Say. <laughs> He's the odds-on favorite, so please come and clutch for me. I'm in the basement. Give me out the basement, bro. Come on, it's been a while. But um, let's go look at the chat, and I will prepare a poll because I'm pretty seeing... mixed. But Bowman yeah. might be in the lead. Oh, yeah. Bowman's got a lot. He's got the least yeah. plurality. I would say Bowman Dinger. I've seen a few bells, but all right, all right. some so, Chastains, or I'm as, sorry, as, as far as as far as number, okay. we got Bowman, man of bow. I see. <laughs> so I'm seeing the 16. I'll put them in the poll. Uh, 48. 48. Oh, Obama got a vote. <laughs> uh, what about the nine though, or, or is that just a few people? I've or? seen a couple, but I don't know if it's enough. Uh, ninety nine, okay. I've seen a lot of. Okay, ninety nine. Okay, I have the sixteen, forty eight, ninety nine, and I only have uh, one more option. Oh, uh, let me go up. I'd say the, I'd say the twenty. I've yeah. seen a few twenties. Okay. Yeah. Go up twenty. Right, let, me, let me make sure they're in numerical order. So just to go over one final time. The 16, 20, 48, and 99, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And while the poll is up, that'll conclude the pick segment for us. I'm Let's surprised finish- we went that whole segment without mentioning McDowell supremacy or Chris Busher. Well, there, just, we, have, we have so many road course ringers, you know? We're That's so the- down on Ford as well, I think, right now. Even though they ran well at Atlanta, I don't think anyone's really yeah. expecting much from Ford. Everyone's, yeah, like, not- kind of scared. Yeah, not really. I mean, we don't know what what you know what type of four teams we're gonna get this weekend. We do know for sure on super speedways they are really fast, though. At least, at least we know yeah. that. But uh, while the poll is going on, let's end off the show by reading the rest of the super chats. We are at the final super chat uh, stage break of the evening. Let me scroll all the way down, and here we go. Napa Racing Fan 927, thank you for the two-hour Super Chat. Congrats, Darian, for appearing on Fox Race Day. Thank you so much, and shout-out to uh, Table Rock and Mackenzie from Table Rock for uh, setting that whole deal up. Really appreciate it. Very grateful. Very grateful. Uh, Hunter Nixon Fishing, thank you so much for the $10 Super Chat. I was at the race this weekend. Definitely entertaining, but still prefer old Atlanta. Um, definitely cold, cold Atlanta this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ross crashed Dane with the $5. Brad Keselowski left the door wide open, both on and off the track. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. That is a fact. That is a fact. That's yes. funny. That's a fact. Damn, that was smart. I can't believe nobody else thought of that. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> NASCAR Sun uh, twenty four fourteen. Thank you so much for the five dollars super chat. I was at Atlanta. I was at the the Atlanta race. 
And other than Xfinity uh, first stage, uh, great race weekend. Thank you, NASCAR, for restart zones like last year, unlike Fontana Race 2023. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Dislocation with the $10 Super Chat. The cameraman was uh, was the imposter. Like, Denny was, uh, was shook uh, of Brad's uh, wand. Oh, my God. It says wand. I don't know. I, I, can't. I have a feeling I know what he's trying I, to say. I think he meant something else. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I I, I think you you replaced that last letter of something else. Oh, okay, okay. Now I get it. Now I get it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Good. Thank don't, you for the super chat. Don't apologize to us. Apologize <laughs> to the children. <laughs> Will someone Ch- think of the children? I just, I'm sorry. I walked into it, bro. I'm sorry. Bro. This is a family program. Yeah, you walked into the way Denny walked in. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Marky Mark with the $5 super chat. Fox is notorious for missing spins or wrecks, but they captured but but they captured Kazowski going to drop a Hawaiian roll. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, that oh, deserves shit. this. Oh my god. Uh Lord underscore Foxy13 with the $6 Canadian super chat. Uh I wish I could do the radio thing, but my cable provider. Uh, has like a 35 second delay so they don't so, seek up Aww. so go on well, uh, prn or mrn's website they have it live on their website and you can just pause it and sync it up and that's what i did uh oh. so it won't be perfect but it'll definitely be close oh no i got it perfectly PRN. like like oh i paused well, like i uh because the tv was like maybe t- uh 20 seconds ahead for some reason oh, and so okay, i just paused okay. it and then i heard and they come off turn to blaney ahead and i'm like yeah baby we're in business <laughs> <laughs> cousin rowdy with the two hour super chat nice to see y'all in atlanta see y'all in nashville yes sir yes sir thank you so much thank you rowdy josh racing with the ten dollar super chat lifelong fan here generally uh, genuinely felt like i wasted my time watching phoenix oh when harvick um got uh um nas farted he said nas farted in all caps so he got nas farted uh makes it feel like the whole race didn't uh doesn't matter when it can be ruined by one dude spinning in 28th. Oh, there's Harrison, bro. I hate it. I empathize. Like, I agree. There, When too many races end like that, it does get frustrating because it negates everything you've been kind of building up hey, for. They may race for the same manufacturers, but Harvick fans are never letting yeah. uh, that go. To, it, it, the only thing I'll say in defense of NASCAR is that kind of thing could happen in any motorsport. Late yeah. race caution could happen in F1, late race safety car, late race caution indy car and yeah uh, it's possible it's 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 unfair but i mean again like if, if a guy spins or blows a tire you have to call caution so yeah uh triple p productions with the five dollar super chat uh what percentage do you think is people under 50 watching with parents or grandparents i'm in my 20s but i watch with my grandfather so nielsen ratings are all calculated by if you don't have a nielsen box by my understanding you don't aren't factored into that number they sample a small sample size and use that to sort of guesstimate the entire country they, they do yeah. use so, families though in that yeah so, so okay. it, it could there are definitely it could be skewed a little naturally it could be skewed a little older but i i would imagine over the years they've found a way to sort of factor that in and hopefully understand uh get yeah. a very but, accurate i mean like this is this is what nielsen does and they've been doing it for decades but, so i i don't know how accurate it is but well, i imagine it's fairly accurate well my family i know we got a nielsen um what do you call it? we got a nielsen thing sent out to us like the the survey 
And oh, cool. And that you know, and this was like I think 2019 or 18. And my dad literally walked in. He goes, "Here, you you watch stuff more than I do. You just fill it out." And so I just filled out like <laughs> NASCAR racing, Minnesota Vikings football, The Walking Dead. Like that's back when I liked The Walking. Well, no, I don't think <laughs> I liked it at that point. Maybe it was further back, but either way, I was writing down like all the shows I watch, and then I like wrote down all the the different things about it. Like they go pretty in depth, and it's stuff that for me, as someone who loves stats, like I I thoroughly enjoy going through all mm. of that. Uh, but they're very thorough with that. Now, like I'm, they're not gonna say you, they will ask actually if people come over and watch. So I'm like, you know, sometimes my grandparents come over with my great grandma, mm. and and I'm sure if your grandparents got sent that, they'd be like, oh yeah, my grandson or granddaughter comes over with you know the family and we watch it so mm-hmm. they they generally like have a range that they go with it, it's it why could, they, they're not yeah. specific with numbers for the most part yeah it could be a little inaccurate because you're relying on people to self-report yeah. effectively mm-hmm. um but no i think they're pretty thorough imagine, what it sounds like imagine sending one of those like the duggar family <laughs> the, the 20 kids and whatever yeah, <laughs> 20, yeah however many kids it is it's like that would skew oh, the numbers a bit yeah, definitely. Isaac with the two dollar super chat. You guys should be responsible for marketing. I'm assuming he's talking about marketing for NASCAR. Hey, they uh, send, uh, send me a check. I, send me a check. No, I'm just the. I, we're just the idea guys. Yeah. We don't know how to execute any of this. If it was yeah. easy, somebody else would probably. We ha- we'll yeah, hand right. it to smarter people than us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andrew uh, Andrew Mayer with the two dollar super chat. Uh, Hemrick tried to pull a Vickers and failed. LMAO. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Vickers, 2006. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Mm. Eric E. Step with the five. Oh, Eric. That's right. Yeah. You did send a super chase. So I sorry, had to put some sorry, money in the swear jar. Sorry for swearing. Stay in school, kids. Yeah, yes. I agree. I stand by that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought that Jimmy Johnson or the Brian Vickers one. All I thought, no, that was Jimmy Johnson. That was Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Need for speed 5353 with these two hour super chat. Swear more, Eric. I dare you. No, we don't need we don't need any more of his money. Oh, we got enough of it as is. <laughs> Ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> oh, shit. It's nothing with the $5 Super Chat. Uh, weekly question. Uh, if you could have any three commentators from uh, from all of NASCAR history to broadcast a race, who would you pick? Ooh, that's tough. That is a good question. That I would, not, that's a great question. Yeah. I would probably take, like, prime Ken Squire. No, maybe Bestwick. I, uh, for, for, like, I the lead mine. play-by-play, I, got, I think I, I have mine. to go Bestwick. Bestwick McReynolds. If you say the one I'm thinking, you have read my mind. I don't know. I can't. You say yours. I got, so I got AB, Larry Mack, BP, Benny Parsons. I'll take Benny. I love Benny. Benny Parsons, I think, and this is as a Dale Jr. fan, and this is someone who loved Daryl Waltrip growing up. Benny Parsons is my favorite driver commentator ever. I, I Actually, you know what? Love his enthusiasm. I would agree with that because Bestwick and BP, we already kind of have a sample size of them together. I think you just throw Larry Mack into the mix, especially in his prime, and I think that's a solid trio. I would take that. Yeah. I would take um, Bestwick, uh, Larry Mack, and how about Dale Earnhardt Jr.? That'd be a very interesting. That'd be. I'd be okay with that. I'd I'd, I'd be willing to try it. I'd I'd go with Jarrett. I, I like that combination. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good, great question though. Appreciate it. Um, uh, um, Aqua Doom with the ten dollars super chat. Um, NASCAR needs to become more accessible to younger fans and become more transparent on how the sport works and actually invest 
with a good video game company to make NASCAR games fun again. I agree with that I, 100%. Yeah, I definitely agree with the last hey, part. Ignition was fun watching how bad it could screw up. <laughs> that was not the only fun part about it, unfortunately. But yeah, I Physics. agree. A video game, yeah, NASCAR video game is, uh, we definitely need one for sure. Uh, is that Kwame with the 99 cent super chat? Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And then Ross Crash Jane with the five dollar super chat. Uh, um, oh, well, he says it in a uh, in a meme way. Back in my day, uh, being a starting part was a bad thing. Hashtag free Josh. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, Joseph Knuckles with the five dollar super chat. If NASCAR wants to grow, go after racing fans that already love racing. Uh, local dirt racing is so big but most don't watch because of stages in the playoffs. Yep, yeah, upon, uh, um, I just, along with many other things. I can get the playoffs argument. I just, I cannot understand why people don't like or or actively hate. I can understand being like, oh, I don't really like stage racing, but actively, like, that's why you don't watch. It's, I think I'd, it's like, I'd like to meet those people. I would well, like to meet those. Well, I'd like to meet them. I, I'm not the person that wouldn't watch, but like, I saw a lot of people talking about where it's, and they talked about with the cautions, but the stages do this a lot too, is it breaks up the race a lot. So you might start watching it, but if the stage is like 15 or 20 minutes long under caution, the person, you know, some people who aren't really in the NASCAR, they're going to flip to something else. And, well, if they, if, when they do, they do drag them out sometimes, but typically a yeah. stage yellow is about the length of a normal caution. It's, you know, five to 10 minutes. Usually it's not too, it's, I don't feel it as it's too intrusive, but I think it's just yeah. it fundamentally changes how but the like, race. There is. was a good chance there was going to be a caution. Like I, I don't know. Like if we basically went from having you know six or seven cautions a race to eight cautions a race. You know, it's like I, I don't know. At the end of the day, we start and stop about the same amount of times. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to see like because I won't stop watching, but I'm I'm telling you right now, I do not like stage cautions. I don't like awarding points during races. I know other series do it. I'm just not a fan of it personally. Uh, unless it's like small things, but I'm I'm just trying to think of why why that too. But I, I like, again, I totally get people not liking it. But even the, the changes that you just kind of mentioned, I, I don't see how that would be like the straw that breaks the camel's back. You I, know what I'm saying? I, I, think I, it's I don't just know. After so long, some of these fans would get beaten down. I mean, there's because you have to think also what led up to stages too. You had. The overtime line you had, but, the, the but nobody ever clock. says nobody yeah. ever says the caution clock or the overtime line. They say stage racing but and playoffs. And playoffs, that, I get that's the stuff nope. that led up. And like, because there was a span from about 2014. I I personally would say until Watkins Glen 2018, where NASCAR leadership could just not get it out of its own way in a lot for a lot of people's eyes mm-hmm. and made no, a I lot mean, of true. major changes to how races fun like. Like, look at NASCAR in 2013 compared to NASCAR in 2018, and I think they're two completely different entities in like different. series. The way that things are run between formats, the way the race is run, the way the lower series are run, the weekends are run. Like, everything changed, like, at lightning speed at that time, too. I get I get that. I guess, for me, I just I see playoffs as fundamentally changing everything about the whole mm-hmm. season, and I can understand people not liking that stage racing to me i i, I don't know i just you still don't had see the long runs with stage uh before stage race you know from 2014 to 16 and yeah. i think i think you fundamentally change the season arc and then you change 38 races basically you may like that, that i think that's how they see it. like i'm just trying to i think i think it's a fun thought exercise honestly 
Yeah. And, I, I, well, I, that's why I want to talk. I, I'd love to talk to people who hate it and mm-hmm. explain and have them explain exactly what they hate about it. And that is why you super chat, ladies and gentlemen, so you can get in-depth conversations like these. Yes, really appreciate it, Joseph. Thank you. Uh, is that Kwame with another 99 cent super chat? But this time, it's an angry emoji. Whoa, what did I do? I didn't do anything, though. I didn't do anything. Hopefully, you're not mad at me. Or, uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. But uh, thank you uh, once again for the 99 cent super chat. Need for Speed, 5353 with the $2 super chat. Common Harvick L. Oh, again, again with the Harvick hate. Uh, again with the Harvick hate. Don't worry, folks. We are almost done. Just a few more. Uh, side, note, side note, I saw someone say, did you forget to end the poll? We picked AJ. Not quite. That's 34% to 30%. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let it run. I'll let it run for a few more minutes. Uh, Brock Culpepper with the $5 Super Chat. Uh, what are y'all's opinions on Hosafar's first Xfinity Series start this week? Also, thoughts on Blaney this year? And will anyone be at Dega this year? Let's see. I, I mean, Hosafar. Probably I, not going to Dega. Dega's maybe, a maybe. maybe. Maybe for Dega. Now, as for uh, Hosovar's first start, very intrigued. Um, um, Blaine Perkins, unfortunately, he um, got the axe. I believe it was because of sponsorship and performance, a combination of both. Um, but C-time. yeah, Hosovar. That's all. Yeah, C time. That's all important. Yeah, I don't. It's, yeah. it's interesting because it's a Ford, I believe, right? And Hosovar has been tied pretty closely to Chevy because he's going to yeah. do some stuff with Spire later this year. And yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I thought just, that part was interesting, but you know, yeah, just get some seat time. Yeah, get some seat time. As for Blaney, I mean, he's shown flashes. Just again, you got to get over that hump. When is he yeah, ever going to yeah. get over that hump? Yeah, if not at all, so. just win. We'll that, see. That's you know, that's for me just with wins. Blaney. Just he needs to win more. It's as yeah. easy as that. Just win. yeah, it's easy as I say it right now. Just win, baby. Just, Just win. win, baby. And then Alex left with the $2 Super Chat. Uh, okay, for real, who would be NASCAR's edge? Who do you think, Danny? NASCAR's version of edge. Yeah, you'd be more, you'd be better <laughs> suited after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely out of the loop here, so <laughs> I'll just um, go with whatever you say. Did you know this green light switch uh, to I'm... Chevy? That's what somebody's saying in the chat. I... Oh, did they switch to Chevy? And why is oh, Eric Almarola driving in? I, Isn't he driving us as a green light yeah, car this week? I don't, I don't know if that's uh, right. But go okay, ahead. NASCAR's version of Edge. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Ross Chastain because he's gonna look for the opportunity and uh, <laughs> he could always turn heel on you any second. Okay, good answer. Um, Austin with the five dollars super chat. I'll speak for myself here when I say personally, I don't see a day where I like what they did to Atlanta. It's not a super speedway. It's a 1.5 miler. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I understand it. I understand it. Yeah, the uh, the racing Paris in me still misses old Atlanta dearly. And it um, such a missed opportunity to see the, uh, the Gen 7 race on it. Definitely, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm looking it up. Apparently, they have an alliance. SS Green has an alliance, I think, with RCR. So the 07 is a Chevy, but they do feel the 08 that I think is a Ford. Huh. When's the last I'm time lost. that's happened? When's well, the last time that's happened? We we did see Rick Ware for a little bit would have a sh- uh, one car be a Chevy and one car be a Ford. Yeah. Robbie Gordon did that a lot. Yeah. Like just okay. it, but it was like every other week. You don't see yeah, it as there, often. There nowadays. would be there would be teams like Robbie did and uh and uh James Finch's team, they would be Dodge one week and Chevy another week. I'm, I remember I, last year SHR used SS Greenlight as like their playground for Cole Custer and stuff, and that was so I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. I think they have a Ford, they must have a Ford that Alma is driving. I, That's just confusing. I just remember Robbie Gordon one year. I, I went to Michigan or I don't know if it was in Michigan. I forgot which race. I went to like one race and Robbie Gordon was like 
he was in a, a Ford. And I went to the next race that I was going to that year, and he was in a Toyota. And then, like, later he was in a Dodge. And he'd been in a Chevy the year before. I'm like, he just went around the entire world in in span of a year. <laughs> Don't know what he likes. Oh, gosh. I spelled that wrong in the twice in the chat <laughs> you'll see it um napa racing oh, fan 927 yeah <laughs> napa racing fan 927 thank you thank you so much for the two-hour super chat uh who has the best run raikkonen button or taylor i'm gonna go with uh kimmy i'm gonna go with kimmy on this one taylor who do y'all think jared and danny i said taylor oh okay sorry i didn't hear you my bad T- taylor for me okay nice and, this and is then why you're in the basement <laughs> and finally <laughs> Finally, the final super chat of the evening. Once again, from Napa Racing Fan 927. Thank you so much for the two hour super chat. I'm not a fan of Atlanta, should not have two dates. Well, I, 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 the attendance and we'll say otherwise. So, the July race will be for a while. The yeah. July race may be scarce because of the oh. heat, but we'll see. Well, actually, I'm sorry. We have two more super chats. Sorry about that. I didn't update. Uh, I see um, Ryan Dis with the $3 Canadian super chat. Hot take. Uh, Stuart Haas Racing will be a three or two car team within the next five years. Yeah, I I can see that. I I can see that. I can see them downsizing. And finally, Joseph with the five dollar super chat. I am eighteen. Love NASCAR. It's hard to talk about the sport because no one else watches. Um, my age. Uh, I have to talk uh, NASCAR with my grandpa. I want new fans. You sound like us before we uh, yeah. met, all met each other, basically. Oh, and, yeah. and don't feel bad yeah. about talking to your grandpa. I mean, that's yeah. for a long time with me. Yeah. That's how I grew up watching the sport. And, yeah, you know, I, I love I love like my, my grandpa's it's... probably not watching right now. But I can say if he is like, I love watching races with him. And I can't wait mm-hmm. to do that more. Yeah. It's good to hear the perspective of someone who saw it in its heyday, too, as well as, you know, watching it still today. I love it. Right. See, I love hearing the different perspectives. So like my grandpa, right? He used to, his first driver is rooting for. I know there's one in our chat that loved this was Marty Robbins and then watched <laughs> all of Dale Earnhardt's career. And, and, you know, I came in during the, the, the boom period, the way that all of us did in the two thousands. And then like the coolest thing for me is talking to people at the track and like, they're like, Oh yeah, I started watching, you know, in 2018 or I started watching during, you know, during COVID or I'm new this year. Or, you know, like, I love hearing the different ways people get into things and, and like, ask somebody who's been watching since the 70s about stage racing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Ask someone who's been watching since we have about it. And then ask someone who has only known it. And it's so cool to see the different mindsets that everybody has with it. Like, I love, I just, it, it's really cool. I don't think you see that in many other sports, honestly. It's, it's yeah. uniquely something to NASCAR. Absolutely. All right, last super chat. Hopefully, I promise. Final super chat from uh, uh from uh from uh Kalito uh with the two hour super chat. Kyle Bush for the Coda win. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And the poll, and mm. the poll, and the sixteen. Oh, 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 it suddenly got close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got oh, really 2%. close. Yeah, but uh, the sixteen. Oh, it was showing 34, 33 for a second. The sixteen edges out the forty-eight. Uh, ninety-nine and twenty don't even come close. So yeah, AJ is uh, was... the chat pick. If it was a difference of 1%, I'd say maybe give it another vote, but no. No, it's all good. It's all set in stone. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Join us next week on Wednesday night, March 29th, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern time over 
on the Icebergs channel for the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. We'll be going over all of the Coda weekend as well as the upcoming weekend at Richmond. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm just letting everything it. run on the bottom. But yeah, I think that about yeah. covers it, guys. Yeah, that about covers it, y'all. Um, pretty action-packed show. Very long show. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. Really appreciate the super chats, of course. But uh, yeah. Anything else, boys? Or I think that just about does it, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yes, sir. good. All right. See y'all in Austin this week. Yes. And once again, that'll do it for another edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. This is Black Flags Matter. Catch you next time. So Goodbye. Thumbnail, let's go.